Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. This episode is brought to you by Aeromotive Fuel Systems. Aeromotive is the leading manufacturer of aftermarket high-performance fuel systems. The company's products are the fuel system components of choice for Formula Drift drivers Matt Field, Dai Oshihara, and Dai Oshihara. Aeromotive Fuel Systems Customization Shop is fully equipped to help you get your project car up and running. With fuel systems capable of supporting more than 3,000 horsepower, there's sure to be a solution for you. Visit aeromotiveinc.com and use code PROAM to get 10% off your entire order. Also, Aeromotive has teamed up with Matt Field and the Drift Cave for their 2021 Drift Shirt. That can be found on their website in the apparel section. And yes, the Pro-Am coupon, the Pro-Am coupon code works um, on the shirt as well. I just checked before recording this, actually. Uh, what's up, people? It's been a while. Uh, I've been a little busy, you know, with life. And then also a little lazy. So that's why it's taken me so long to actually even release this episode. I recorded this, like, I don't know, five or six weeks ago when I recorded? No. I think like the first weekend of January and it, today is the 22nd. I'm barely recording this intro and releasing it. So sorry, Jacob. That's our guest. Um, yeah. Life's been busy. I've been doing things, trying to, uh, and getting caught up. But getting back in the swing of things now. Got some more guests lined up. We're good there. Uh, should be getting back in a uh, rhythm again to be doing this. We just got a little bit of drifting news before we get into this. Um, Evergreen Drift has released their schedule already. Uh, the Drift League today just released theirs. Um, this year, because of COVID, they, uh, they're doing two shootouts, basically. They're doing one shootout uh, May 15th and 16th at Willow Springs, this one will be held out. Uh, I think it's about, yeah, balcony. And then they're doing another one in October on the second and third at Speedway at Willow Springs. Um, so that's, that's six licenses they're going to be giving out. You know, you still have to earn them. It is kind of a lot, but you know, there's, I haven't heard anything about just drift yet. Um, but I also haven't heard anything confirming that they won't be coming back. So until we hear it firsthand, I assume they are at some point. So there might be nine licenses in SoCal that they'll be giving out. So keep in mind and a lookout for that. Um, I think that's pretty much it. And our next guest is Jacob Gettens. Or Jacob Giddens. Yeah, it's Jacob Giddens. Uh, you actually may know him from Piston Head Productions podcast, as well as Media Man for Riley Sexsmith. Um, this episode is filled with tons of great information from like both the media guy's perspective, as well as someone who's been like around the scene long enough to know a thing or two, I guess, um, including some like social media stuff and starting your own business, if that's what you're going to be doing. Uh, I don't know. This is media specific, so if you guys are into that, he does touch base on that a little bit. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Drifting Prime. All right, dude, I'm ready for this. You're, I'm, I'm taking off. I'm getting rid of the rust. It's been a while. I'm shaking off the rust, so yeah, I might be, I might be a bit shaky. All right, what's up, man? How's everything? It's 
good. It's good. Just busy, you know, the usual, just, you know, living life and dealing with the, the state of the world and not being able to go to all the events that I want to go to, all that fun stuff. Oh, you mean like the good old days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I made a joke uh, not that long ago. I was like, man, who, who remembers outside? Remember how cool like traveling was? Yeah. That, was that was a great time doing that. It sure was. Not anymore. Can't do yeah. shit now. Did you, did, did you go to any events this year? Uh, for drifting? I think I, I went to a couple like in the beginning when um, – because the Drift League started in March for whatever reason, like early March too, if I'm not mistaken. So I went to that, and then right after that, they shut everything down. Um, right. I've gone to like a few Sea Time events, like just the smaller events. I went to uh, Andy Slay Day. That was the first time I drove my car this year in November. Nice. And then I went to like a toy drive. But okay. outside of that, I didn't really not go. Much. I typically don't go to events if I'm not driving them. Um, so you don't go to many events then? Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> I did last year. I went to a lot more last year than I did this year. Uh, this year, I don't think I went to a single event that I didn't drive. Hmm. Maybe one. I, I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> you you suffer from the, the overbuilt syndrome, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I sure do. But I think I've learned my lesson on this time. This time That's the good. car runs some... and I'm just paying some stuff off to get so I can go drive again. Nice. Sometimes like you just, you need to, like people will tell you, but until you do it yourself, you may not be that's, affected by it. Okay. Yeah, that's 100% me. I'm the worst when it comes to like learning from somebody else's mistakes. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I gotta, he's wrong. And and it bites me in the ass every time. So this yeah, is where I've been I, there. I've definitely been there. That's for sure. Uh, but if you, sir, would like to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Uh, yeah. Um, so my name is Jacob Gattens. I currently live in Windsor, Ontario, which is on the other side of the river from Detroit. I can actually see Detroit from the end of my porch. Um, I, I guess my job is I'm a social media coordinator for a bunch of automotive brands. Uh, ECU Master is one of them. So if you have seen any of those annoying ads uh, or posts, that's me. Um, NV Auto is another one uh, with Riley Sexsmith and you know that drift team. They also have a garage, so I do a lot of their media and marketing. And uh, Lake Erie Speedway up in Pennsylvania, another cool drift spot. So there's a couple others as well, but those are the kind of the big three and kind of the three I've made the name off of. Uh, I also run Pissnet Productions, although this year we kind of been on a hiatus due to COVID and just everybody in the in the team's lives being. Uh, but yeah, so I, I had the Pissnet podcast, which I think you came on, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It was a long time ago. It was um, about a year ago, if not more. Yeah. And then, obviously, we did a lot of videos and stuff like that. And that's kind of Pissnet Productions led into my own company, which is now called ZZX Digital, which is like my actual marketing social media company. So, yeah, that's that's what I do. I, I drift when I can. It's been a, It's been a year and a half. I didn't drive at all this year. I went to, I think, two events all season, which is weird because scheduled, I had something like 16. <laughs> so oh, I think it was it, very weird. Yeah, I think we did talk like probably a little less than a year ago. And you were talking about how like 2020 was going to be a year to like step away from the day job and move into uh, the full guy, full-time gig for media. 
Yeah, and and that did happen um, kind of forcefully. So uh, before I did this, I I ran op or operated and ran concrete plants. So I was working at a new concrete plant, uh, well, new to me in Windsor. Mm. I moved down here to to do that. Part of the reason why I moved down too is that like traveling, it's much easier to travel when you cross the border on land than in Israel. Because I can just be like, yeah, I'm going to Detroit and catching a flight, and they're like, okay. But if you're traveling via air, when you go through customs, they're like they have a lot more questions and then you're already in the States. So then if they don't like it and they send you back, you have to catch another flight, which means you might have to pay for it. So mm. that whole thing. And then, yeah, uh, COVID hit, um, essentially the day that the NBA shut down, I kind of realized like, Oh shit, this is serious. And then, yeah. uh, it wasn't much longer after that. Um, I had been to the States and Canada put in a rule that if you've been to the States, you need to quarantine for 14 days. So my work basically told me you have to go into quarantine. You just got back from the States. Um, and then, yeah, uh, they, they kind of gave me an ultimatum. They said, you're the rookie here. What do you want to do? Uh, they laid me off. I got to go on what uh, is called CERB in Canada, which I think is 600 bucks a week. Uh, it's essentially like unemployment. You have to prove that you lost your job due to COVID and they give you 600 bucks a week. And yeah, I did that for a little bit, used that money to launch my company. And then, yeah, I've been running ZZX Digital full time since, I guess you could say March 1st. I think February 1st is the day that like on paper, mm -hmm. but March 1st was kind of like, okay, this is it. Like I don't have anything else supporting me. Um, it's only the money I'm making that's, that's going to pay the bills. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how things started, I guess. So yeah, I, I had every plan in the world to like leave the concrete company in the spring later on. Yeah, but COVID basically just said no. You're going to do it now. <laughs> it gave you like the uh, the push off the the edge. Yeah, and and they were cool about it too because the, the actual concrete company um, signed on as a client immediately. They're like, you want to do this for a living? Like, you know, you know concrete, and you understand how to market concrete. So why don't you just do all the marketing for us? Dude, that's sweet. Uh, so that was super super cool. Um, John, the owner, is a great guy. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. So he pays me more than I think I'm worth for the job that I'm doing there. And I've expressed that to him. He said he'd rather keep me on and keep me doing stuff than for, um, you know, him to have to deal with, uh, with a marketing firm that has no idea, has nothing to do with concrete. So yeah, it's been, it's been kind of sweet. Nice. Um, yeah. actually the reason I wanted to bring you on was to talk about media mostly. Yeah, I know Which you don't want to talk about. Concrete. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I get there's so much that goes into media, but specifically, um, you know, we'll talk about photography and film. Um, okay. Reason being is like, you know, there, I'm sure there's guys that are doing it now, like even at the pro-am level, like to get started, which I assume most people would get started at more of like a grassroots gig, you know, so they can build up some type of portfolio before you apply to a uh, pro-am series. Um, what? What was your first event like when you finally got a camera and shot something? Let's just say you already had experience or you didn't. I'm not sure what the story is at a drift event. Um, I did everything kind of backwards. Uh, I, I worked in sales for a while, too. Mm -hmm. So I have a bad habit of like letting my mouth talk and then having to figure it out afterwards. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of fake it till you make it. Same. So. Um, yeah, Piston Productions have been around for four or five years, but um, just over time, everyone kind of went their separate ways. I was originally just the presenter. And then as one of the members, Garrett, moved out to Alberta, 
he was the main cameraman and and same with Clayton mm. and everyone got busy. So I had to learn how to handle a camera. Um, then I still wanted to do all the car build stuff and I would go to drifting events and just like vlog my experience. Um, you know, before Adam LZ was doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then I met up, uh, with Riley Sexsmith and Envy Auto and was like, you know, Hey, you guys don't have any media whatsoever. Why don't you bring me on to do media? And they're like, uh, I guess, like, what do you want to be paid? And he said, well, in all honesty, just cover my bills, like cover, um, you know, cover my travel, cover my food in my hotel. I'll like pay my way, anything else that comes up. But like, as long as I'm fed and I can do the events, I'll do all your media for free. And they said, sure. So that was, um, I don't know, three years ago. Mm-hmm. FD, uh, Atlanta was the first event. And fun fact, so I had, let me see if I can grab this. I had ordered this camera off of eBay. So this is a, a Panasonic GH4, uh, which if anybody's looking just to get into filming anything, I highly recommend these. They're like less than a thousand dollars now and they'd shoot 4k oh, nice. and they do 96 frames a second. So they're super cheap. Um, so anyways, this camera did not show up in time. So I went to formula drift Atlanta with one of these, which is like a little Canon point and shoot camera. If you guys can't see, it's a Canon SX 620 HS. So like it does jack shit. So there I am standing like next to Larry Chen and Kyle Cross and all like all these like awesome photographers and videographers with this absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible camera. Um, yeah, so uh, I kind of I got told by the the media guys there like, hey, you need to you can't bring that around like you, you shouldn't be using that here. You know, I, I explained the situation. I showed them like the invoice and stuff. And they're like, OK, well next event don't have that and then mm-hmm. next event i showed up with like with the with the panasonic so it wasn't as bad but um yeah and then yeah so from there i, I kind of had to learn how to actually film stuff uh, i was like well i can do the vlogging stuff that's easy now i have to learn how to do like proper b-roll and how to like make an interesting video and tell a story and all that shit so um yeah that's what i did and then from there, I, I went to a lot of drifting events, every event that I could, and I filmed absolutely everybody and just tried to get used to the motion of how to film the car and what they look like and what's a good angle and what's a bad angle. And I shot every event that I possibly could and essentially gave the footage away to anybody that needed it. And that hmm. got my name out there. And yeah. And then now it's at the point where, um, you know, if I go to an event if, if, if somebody contacts me and wants me to go to an event, that's cool. So usually what I'll do is something similar. If it's a grassroots event or lo- lower level, like Pro-Am, because like, let's admit you guys don't have a ton of money for media. No, we do um, not. What I'll, what, what I'll say to them is, look, let me – give me enough money to get me there and cover my expenses. I will shoot your video and give you whatever you need for that. And then I will contact other sponsors and other drivers and say to them, hey, I'm going to be at this event. I'm going to be filming. What do you need? And And – you know, figure out a price with them. Yeah. So that way I can make money at those events. Everybody gets a much lower deal. And, um, the driver who originally contacted me essentially just gets it for my cost. So obviously me flying to LA to film you would be cost prohibitive, yes. uh, but either way it would probably be like, you know, like two grand, let's say, um, realistically between flights and, and ho- like if, or if I crash on your couch, like I don't give a shit and, and you pay, you know, we, 
covered food and stuff like that, probably be around two grand. Yeah. Uh, But like something locally, it might be like 250, 300 bucks. Yeah. Right. If I'm just driving out for the day and coming back and then whatever time editing, then yeah. So that's, that's the model I started with until it got to the point where people were contacting me to do specific shoots. And then it was like, okay, well now, you know, if I'm just focusing on you and your car the entire weekend and I have no time to film anybody else, I can't do that. So now the money I would have made working with other people, I now need to charge you. So someone's like, I want like a mini docu-series for a weekend of drifting. I'm like, cool. So that's, you know, let's say five hours of driving each way, you know, food. And if there's camping at the track, then I don't charge for a hotel because I'll just camp. I don't care. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so so on and so forth. So it could be like anywhere between like 600 for a couple of days to, you know, several thousand depending on what they want. So, yeah. It all comes down to time. The more time I'm spending recording and editing somebody, the more expensive it's going to end up being. Yeah, but as it, with anything. Yeah, but it could give somebody like who doesn't necessarily like someone who's getting more comfortable and is like, oh, I don't know what to charge. Like it, it yeah. kind of gives them a uh, a base point to at least go off of. If you if you can get your expenses covered, uh-huh. um, I mean that should be first and foremost, even. You know, unless unless you're just starting out, nobody has any idea who you are and you're just you're still learning. Yeah, like that you may not sense. feel comfortable giving everybody everything. Um, in that case, I would say if somebody's willing to give you money, awesome. If they're not, then it happens. But don't get pissy if people aren't jumping all over you to give you money right away because yeah. it's probably not going to happen realistically. Yeah, I've seen some guys. Um, they'll charge like for photos which are, you know, whatever, let's call it five bucks a photo. And it's not to like shit on them, but then, you yeah. know, you'll have a guy who has, who's taking better quality photos. Um, and, you know, not asking for anything. I think a lot of us, and I, I speak for myself mostly, um, I spend every single dime I have that after my bills goes into drifting. So, yeah, you know, like I'm not, I would love to buy everybody's shirt to support them. But yeah, $25 for your shirt, $25 for the next guy's shirt. Like, I can't swing that and then still be able to buy my own tires or, you know, put gas in my car. I would I would say to that, like, find somebody who needs exposure and doesn't have the outlet. Like, provide them the inspiration to do their work. Yeah. So just say to some guy and be like, hey, I will let you follow me around and you can post everything on your channel on your Flickr account or your Instagram or whatever of me, you, you know I mean? You can jump in the, you know, show up, you know, if, it, if there's an event on a Saturday, show up at my house at 6 a.m. I'll take you to the track. We'll, you know, I'll grab you McDonald's. Yep. We'll shoot all day. You can, you can utilize me in any way you want to. If you want to find somebody else to shoot as well, that's fine. But like, you know, just remember I'm driving you there. And then at the end of the day, that that dude or girl or whatever, actually, some of the best photographers and videographers out there are women. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but that person then gets all of this content uh, essentially for free, and you get the exposure that you need. And right. and work it out. You like, you don't have to draft a contract, but have a Facebook conversation or text conversation or an email and lay out the terms and and do it and like do it right at the beginning. Um, I think a lot of people have the conversation after the photos or videos are taken. And then there's that weird, like, well, how much is he going to charge me? I don't know. Have the fucking uncomfortable conversation immediately. Yeah. That, I agree with that's that. what I do with all of my clients. And I tell them that I said, look, when we start, we're going to have this bad conversation. We're going to have it right now because 
it needs to happen right now because once I'm holding on to something or you're, if you're holding on to money and I'm holding on to videos, now we have leverage against each other. Yeah. And, and that, that we're no longer friends. We're not having fun anymore. Whereas if we have it before I take the video and before they provide any money, well, then neither of us has any leverage against each other. So then you're, you're going to meet in the middle much easier. Yeah, I agree with that. That's like, well, for me at work, like it's like I have contracts and stuff to deal with. That happens yeah. beforehand. I don't go install something and be like, well, this is your price. Exactly. Exactly. And then I they can be like, I didn't agree to that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so. If drivers or, or media creators of any kind, like make sure to have something, a Facebook conversation. It, it may not be legally binding, but at least you can go back and say, well, we did agree on this. And if the guy still wants to be a dick, then you didn't want to do business with him anyway. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, when it, when it goes to like for applying for media and stuff, um, let's just say FD, is there any type of uh, pretty straightforward like on ProAmps with, with ProAmp setting? It's like, who yeah. are you? What do you do? And provide a link for what you do. Like yeah. I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten in stuff through for the like through the podcast, like to get into places that uh like the drift league this year yeah i went to the drift league this year based on so i can sit in all the meetings and stuff like that then maybe i wouldn't normally be able to sit in as a spectator who cannot get there until you know two o'clock in the afternoon when qualifying starts but i want to be there during practice you know what i mean yeah um the fd application so i didn't apply this year obviously actually i started the process but didn't finish it because of covid um so from my understanding, there's three ways that you can get in as FD media. Yeah. And this may change or may have changed, but this is based on the current information you have. One is to be paired up with the team. Um, I believe your media pass for the season, uh, it was like $600 for Pro 2 and $800 for Pro if you were going to go and film or shoot that. Um, and that's if you're with the team. You can get in as a production or as like a like a, an editorial kind of thing, which you still have to pay the eight hundred. And then I think the other one there, there's like another one was like a kind of like a privateer thing where you you have to prove a bit more. But like you, you can just state that like oh I'm I'm shooting for this company and that company and and stuff like that. Either way, it was like it was like eight hundred bucks for my media pass for Jesus. for a season. Yeah, it's not cheap. And and um, there was a point in time where. FD changed it and we all threw up a kind of a big stink. And I, I spoke to a couple of guys, at the FD and was like, why are you doing this? Cause it used to be like, I paid for my media pass and I could either shoot pro or pro two. It didn't matter. It covered me for any event that I wanted to go to. Then they separated it to make it cheaper for pro two guys. But the downside was you couldn't go out and shoot during pro sessions. You still kind of had your general access around the pits and shit like that. And you could still do a lot of stuff, but you couldn't actually go out into the media area during pro. And you couldn't go to events that were only pro. And then wow. they changed it again where it was like I was part of a pro two team. And if I wanted to shoot other pro two drivers, it was like an extra hundred dollars per driver. And on the face value, that seems really shitty. But the way it was explained to me is that they were trying to cut down on people like bulk shooting everybody and and to try and cut down on like to, to increase the value of what it's worth so so media people could charge more and say to the drivers hey if you want me to shoot for you i have to pay this hundred dollars up front regardless so it just it made for 
less people in the media pit areas, which could sometimes be an issue. I could um, see that. People, people not uh, being respectful in the areas. Most of it at the time, it was really good. But I've noticed even at like smaller events, it would, you know, you would be like, okay, my driver's coming up. And it, at like FD, everyone would squat down. Like everybody who didn't need to film that person would squat down. And if somebody else needed to film that person, usually knew why, because like they were part of another company, right? Yeah. Uh, like for me, I would be filming for Riley, but Adam LZ would come up. Well, Adam drives for ECU Master and I'm also filming for ECU Master. So Adam's like three media people would be like, well, I have to shoot. And I'd be like, hey guys, I have to shoot too. I would take less of a, <clears throat> I would probably take a worse spot than they would because like they're filming for his shit. Um, but yeah, there's a general understanding. So that that was part of the explanation why they did all that. But yeah, it's it's not necessarily easy to get in to shoot for FD. Um, you have to be a part of a publication or already sort of famous as a photographer or videographer or be a part of a team. But that being said, there's a ton of Pro 2 drivers that need media. So if you want to, contact them. Find, find a Pro 2 driver that's local to you and start working with them right away because they, they need the help and you need the ticket in. So everybody kind of wins. Hmm. I was just curious about that because I've heard like some things here and there, especially the one you just brought up about like doing, like you apply for one driver, but they want to like add a tax to every other driver you shoot or something like that. I've heard that as well. Yeah. I don't know if they did it this year because there was a lot of outrage about it. Um, but that's mm -hmm. how it was explained to me by like the media director. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't agree, but I understand. Like yeah. I get your, I get where you're coming from. I just, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. And then we just... So. And on top of, well, it's an unrelated issue. Uh, there's a like a there's a big tire issue right now. They put a oh really yeah they put a, like a eighty five percent tariff on tires. Yeah, I, I I read something about that. Anything coming over from Taiwan or and China? It's and I think it's like Indonesia as well. Okay, so that gets rid of a lot of tire companies. So basically, that it's like they caught on to the fact that they weren't using China anymore as a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Well, then people like Envy Auto are going to do well because they'll hoard a bunch of tires in Canada right next to the border. And then a bunch of guys from Michigan and, you know, New York are going to jump across, grab a bunch of tires and run them back Go over. home, exactly. Yeah, I get a feeling. Yeah, well, at least, that sucks. At least anybody who listens to this and, or knows of Envy Auto, not that they're not well known but a lot of people I mean, probably didn't even think of that yeah there's definitely people that that don't well like in canada right now like there's a whole bunch of people that are hoarding r33s and s15s and r34s and just sitting because the moment they go legal in the states it's going to be They're like oh hey look like, what i have yeah dude it's it's crazy um i i know of two people that have r34s that have had people from other like in the states contact them and say i will give you like 60 grand right now to just hold it until it's legal. Dude, like, that's wild. Just park, park it, put it up on blocks, whatever, and just leave it. And when it's legal, I'll come get it. Jesus. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's so sought after. It's so weird. I don't know why. I don't understand why. Neither do I. I think it's just because it's, it's, it's not legal here. Effect. I guess. You just want what you can't have, right? Yeah, because you don't... I don't know. I don't know anything about like the fucking scene in Japan, but... <laughs> I would imagine there's for sale all the time, so and they're trying to sell them yeah, over here. You can just get them at auctions and shit like that. It's it's fairly easy. Um, I don't know. My buddy uh, Garrett bought one, and we swapped the two. Well, I shouldn't say we because I didn't have a lot of, but he swapped the two J into it, 
And we did the math. It was for him to make 700 horsepower. It was like seven or eight thousand dollars cheaper to swap a 2J in than it was to try and build the RB to handle 600 horsepower. Oh, Jesus. The RB is not a great engine. It's not. There's a reason why you don't see them in FD very often. Um, and there's a reason why you just don't see them in competitive drifting because they they don't do well with the high G-force and the oiling issues. And yeah, I know there's ways to fix the oiling issues and a bunch of RB guys are going to shit on this, but there's a reason why you don't see them. Plain and simple. And it costs a lot of money to make them reliable, if I'm not mistaken, especially with their, yeah. <clears throat> their oiling issue. Well, in a 2J, you just, what do you do? You forge, the, you don't even need to enforge the internals. You do the head, you do some titanium springs, some valves, you throw a bigger turbo on it, run E85 in it, you've got a 700 horsepower engine. Yep. Like, with a stock lock. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Ola Jaeger had something similar to that setup. Dude, that's what Riley ran, was almost a stock setup. Yeah, stock bottom man just yeah. dressed it up yeah, a little Ola, bit. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, that's all you really need. So I don't understand, like... I don't know. I, I, the same with the LS thing. Like, there's a reason why LSs work so well. So just keep using. Yeah. Like today, I picked up because um, my truck, it's got a 4.8 in it, the little okay. LS, and it's been yep. ticking its life away. And that tick has turned into a rod neck. Um, anyways, my dad had a, um, he had a 5.3 sitting in his garage. So I went and picked that thing up today. Nice. So now I get to throw that thing in there. And then I still have. 5.3 goes in the truck. Yeah. Well, it kind of. Because I can't afford to buy a new truck and then still drive. So the po- the plan is to take the 4.8 out. And then I still have my old internals for my LS6. So I was going to punch the oh, block nice. out of the 4.8. And then just so I have something a little more power to run around in with towing. Because it's kind of, it works for it going uphill. Like works for it. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a 4.8, my old um, Sierra and... I know exactly what it's like. It's a great engine. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it the four eight that actually makes more horse? Like, will withstand more boost than the five three or the six liter? Because like the actual cylinder walls are thicker, so they don't crack. No, the funniest part is that it's completely incorrect. Um, is it? Yeah, because so there's like one the pist- article that everybody quotes, right? It was. Um, it might have been. Um, fuck. What was it? There was like a road and track or something no, like that. These other these guys down here in LA, I can't remember their name. Yeah, they, they twin turboed it. Uh, and it made like thirteen hundred horsepower or something on the stock block. And people are like, that's it. You just gotta go with the four eight. I think it's the stroke. Because the short the stroke is shorter, so you can rev them a little bit higher. Oh, uh, okay. But you obviously okay. have to upgrade the valve train. Um so okay. there's that. And then but the piston between the five three and the four point eight are exactly the same. The only difference is the rods and the crank, from my understanding. And then it was uh Donut Media that did their LS series. And then he had mentioned that the, the cylinder walls are thicker, but it's the same exact piston. Like if you Google the part number, they're the same. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like Donut Media to fuck something up. No, not them. <laughs> or take anybody else's information and run with it. Oh man. Oh man, they're brutal for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there you go. But that's how you fuck up and you you end up giving out wrong information like that. Yeah, they did. They did. I remember they did one with like the S chassis. They like put a picture up of of a certain S chassis. And and I am not good with the S chassis shit. I I don't really understand all the differences because I've never owned one. So I don't really care. But I remember they posted something up and it was like it wasn't spooky. It was an Enki or whatever. And uh, people were like losing their fucking minds in the comments. 
I'm curious if they do shit like that on purpose though, just to get more comments. Like it wouldn't surprise me. That's I, I, I know I've put salacious things in thumbnails and titles in order to get more views. So why wouldn't you put out a bit of misinformation if it's going to do the same thing? Yeah. But then, you know, you kind of, you do become that asshole who's giving out the wrong information. And like, I've had people tell me something about like being wrong about something. And I've had to be like, Hey, like this is just a recorded conversation that is yeah publicized. Like there's nothing more to that. I was like, you can go to Disneyland and stand behind somebody and you hear two people talking about a car that no, they know th- nothing about. Like we've all heard this before. Oh, it's my favorite. It the is. Parties and and then, stuff? But they're com- like, it'll be like completely inaccurate. And I've done that too, you know, but it's just a conversation people are having. Here, here's the thing though, is donut media made for you and I, or is it made for like the casual 16 year old car fan, the casual 16 year old car fan. So sure. that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Right. So they're getting people like you and I, who are a bit more knowledgeable yeah. to interact on a video they otherwise wouldn't be a part of. Correct. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't, once again, I understand. Same thing I with like Hoonigan and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hoonigan. I mean, all of those media outlets, you have to remember, like they, they have people's salaries to pay for. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad at them. The same thing. No, neither am I. And, and people are like, Oh, you guys lost touch. And no, I like, shit. I like, Hoonigan. I think, I like the product. I think the, Yes, I agree. Their marketing is incredible. I, I had um, Mike Sabauchi on my podcast years ago who uh, who started when Hoonigan was like on the rise. He was their marketing guy like as Hoonigan was doing this. Before, I don't think it was in the – I want to say he left around like Jim Connor too. I can't remember. But I was bugging him like, don't you wish he would have stayed? He's like, no. He was like, do you know what shit fucking work that shit is? <laughs> But yeah, Hoonigan's Hoonigan's a machine. Like it is, it's an absolute machine, and it's not easy to create that much content and for it to be even decent. Yeah, like, I think obviously they set themselves apart with their quality of film and stuff like that. Like all of their everything is like top notch, like film stuff. They don't yeah. ever like if you look on their feed, like nothing is a crap picture. Like everything is like no. high resolution. And stuff like that right. and then but i think like pay for that yeah their stigma is mostly like it's not even them it's it's kind of like their younger fan base yeah you need know, like that but that's that very stereotypical yeah. i can't wait to you know drive a honda when i get older or whatever it is not to shit on honda but people I, <laughs> but i think we all forget that we were we were those yes. people like a lot of us were those kids yep. there is very few of us that like grew up in a garage household I would say let's let's put a number. I'm just going to throw it out there. Thirty percent of all current car fans were raised as car fans. Yeah. I would say the vast majority. Like my dad was never into cars. I fucking hated working on cars until I was like 19. Actually, no, it was 18 when I realized that like having a car was sort of cool to a girl. Like it wasn't super cool, but it was like there's a better chance they're going to talk depending to on the girl. <laughs> yes. So that's when I that realistically that's when I got into cars. Um, so I think a lot of that that vocal group, like you can see this with Adam LZ during the FD podcast. It's like, when's Adam driving? When's Adam driving? Where's Adam? And it's like, yeah, that sucks. But like, it's it is super annoying. But please, but people need to remember, be happy that the enthusiasm is still there. That there are groups of people that are excited about cars. If we continue to shit on those kids who are like. Yeah, I'm going to make like an 800 horsepower in my Honda. Be like, you know what, kid? Keep fucking dreaming. But like, have that dream. If we keep shitting on them and shutting them down every single time, 
they're not going to be around and we're going to we're going to kill ourselves the car community is going to eat itself alive because of it Ooh, and i, I feel agree like it's come that. close a lot i, I feel yeah. like it's, it's happened you know and come close a lot look at nascar i think we're NASCAR all guilty is a great of it too. yeah i've done it i've been on both ends i remember being dude there's an interview of me i fuck i don't know even know if i've ever said this out loud there's an interview of me um from uh, it was a, it's a radio show that was in Toronto they went to the car show and I used to have my giant green Mohawk yeah. and I was walking around doing like video shoots and stuff. And we were talking about cars and that was like my shtick, this massive Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they come up to me and ask me a question and they asked me what kind of car I had. And I said, it's a Mazda protege that runs tens. Well, there's no way in fuck my car ran tens. I'd be surprised if it ran 15s, but I was that shithead young kid trying to act cool because I like cars. And you know what? I'm sure everybody has a fucking story like that. I, I, I'm almost positive that everyone has a story like that when they were a kid and they talk some shit that like they had no business talking. Like this completely cars. made up story. Yeah. Or yeah. just professing to have knowledge that they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I do that now. Or, or they, I'm 31. They, <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> it just sucks because everyone's got Google now. <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> you know what's worse is the people who have Google and still go on like the forums and shit and ask those questions. Man. Like, what oil should I run? It's that's tough. That is tough. The, uh, uh, the best <laughs> one is the E46 page. I can imagine, dude. That thing is that thing's pretty wild. It it's like uh, some guy asked the other day. He's like, "What's the best muffler for my straight pipe exhaust?" All right. It happens. It yeah. happens. So, but, but then we've got to ask ourselves, what is the best, what is the best way to handle that? Jesus, like, Hey man, just to get heads up, this is what it is. And like now he is wiser and has learned, or do you just shit on him for being an idiot and opening his mouth? Cause I have done both. Once again, it's just like, I don't know. I, I would DM guys like that. I just like privately like, Hey man, this is what it is. You know, just a heads up. And then I might shit on publicly in the post. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of it's just doing your own research too. Yeah, I but agree. But apparently I, agree. That's, I think that's research. Um, <laughs> another thing uh, about your media stuff I wanted to get into is like, right. you kind of touched a little bit based on it, but like how, what, how'd you get started or what, what's like the, the full background of you actually getting started in media? Um, so speaking of my hothead protege, because that's what started it. Um, Your 10 second protege. Let's, let's yeah, it, was, it wasn't 10 seconds. The NOS bottle wasn't even hooked up. It was there for a showpiece. It was brutal. I was that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I built that car and then decided with two friends of mine, hey, we should do a cool video about it. And it's still there. If you go on Preston Productions on YouTube, go to the first video. Actually, I believe it's the second video. First video was a teaser for the first video, which, because at the time of YouTube, that was the thing to do. Like, you would do a teaser. you do like a 30-second trailer for your 18-minute epic. And then, yeah, so I had the car. I set up kind of the shoot and like where we wanted to do it. I knew nothing about any of it. Uh, thankfully, my two partners in Pissnet, Garrett and Clayton, they had camera smarts not a lot but enough uh and, well you know what no they, they had a fair bit they had a fair bit they did a good job um anyways we shot this video of my protege we did uh, a couple of cool things with it the car was a chalkboard so i used to get artists to come to shows and do art on it at the car show and they would draw on it so we did like a big spawn one you know the spawn comics 
anyways, yeah, um, that was part of the video. So we, we shot all that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what started it realistically. Hmm. And then I've, I've been an attention whore my entire life. Um, cause I have a lot of siblings. So you kind of had to be like, you wanted mom and dad's attention. You had to like do it in some way. So like my one sister's angry, my other one just didn't want attention. And like, I was just loud. I was the kid who always talked. And, uh, yeah, I realized that you could do that in front of a camera and some people might like it. So I was, I was all about it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was so curious about like piss and heads productions, um, like coming to, but to find out that that's how it started. That's pretty crazy. And then, so the other two yeah. gentlemen that were a part of it, are you're not saying that, that they're not a part of it, but they're just doing other things now. Um, Get, well, get, no, Garrett Garrett still films and edits videos. Mm-hmm. Um, Clayton basically now covers kind of like the ITN and the back end of it, like the website and stuff like that. Okay. And then I was covering the other stuff. But it's just like we – it's d- – dude, we were doing it for like six or seven years. And it wasn't like every week or anything like that, but it was a lot. Like that took a large part of my life. And we've never really taken a true break. Mm. And – just at the point we're all at in our lives, it was like, cool, if we're going to, it wasn't announced. There was never a discussion. It was just like an understanding that like, we just don't have time for it right now. Is yeah. what, it, what, it, what happened. Um, I know I have content planned for it. So the BMW I have in my uh, garage, Garrett, we talked about it. He's got videos. He's got to edit. It's just a time thing. So, and yeah, it was tough. Like, did you want to report on, drifting and covid and like where's the line like as somebody who makes videos like what do i film and what don't i film so that that's a lot of the reason for me i didn't want to go to an event and film two people too close together and then then getting shit for it or or worse because like we all know like there are a lot of people who just didn't follow any rules whatsoever yeah yeah so but i i don't want to get into like all the covid shit because everyone is fucking tired of hearing about it oh no um, for sure yeah yeah, just we have content planned, but it's just it really comes down to a time thing. You know how long it takes to schedule a podcast and make it happen, make sure the house is quiet. You know, you're in a, a good spot. I got kids, so like they're never quiet. Um, I know you've got dogs and you've got a son as well, right? Yeah, but luckily, right. not luckily. I mean, <laughs> it works because he's here half the time. So I kind of yeah. like get my time to do my own thing. And then my my chick works um, like a like an evening shift from like three thirty okay. to midnight. So it's like, I have the whole house to myself. Kind of like living a single life on Mondays Man, and that's Tuesdays. That's, that's good to have though. It is it very much needed. And I think some people like not to get into this, but like some people are like, I see people pull their fucking hair out. And yeah. because of like, they have so much going on. Like they don't have time for themselves because whatever choices they've made. But I've yeah. worked it out with uh, I co-parent very well. Uh, we both Good. do actually, and then I get my space like with my girlfriend working her hours, so it works. Yeah, that's why I'm able to record on Mondays and Tuesdays or Sundays. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Sundays in this yeah. case. Um, but yeah, it's just it's you know I mean it's still a lot of work to make happen, and then yeah, edit and it is just and everything else. You know I mean let's say we record for two hours today. We probably spend 20, 30 minutes just getting set up. Yep. Two hours. You're going to go in. You'll probably spend bare minimum an hour kind of reviewing, cutting, trimming, adjusting levels, I assume, and then uploading and posting. So you're like four or five hours a week into this process. Yep. If it goes well, if everything goes well and you don't have to alter things or, or a guest drops out, like 
Nope, not like my last it's, episode that I have to go and cut up a whole bunch of places and that. mute myself everywhere. But it's well, it is what hey, it is. Yeah, this one. Hopefully, this one's good. At I'm least this, to hear it. You know, I did. I checked it. At least this one, I can. I'm able to just uh, good record the intro and drop it. <laughs> no, but then <laughs> um, uh, actually, speaking of podcasts, so is was Piston Head Productions ever a three man podcast? Since I know uh, there's three of you for Piston Head. We, we've had all three of us together and done them. Um, I think on two occasions. I've had Garrett on a few times. I've had Clayton on. Um, yeah. And then we've, we've also done like large group podcasts. I did one in a pool at a drift event where we were all completely fucked up. It, I don't even recommend listening to it because like <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I think it was called like Drunk in a Pool Cast, if I'm not mistaken. It was a lot of fun. We almost died from electrocuting ourselves because nice. electronics in pools is not a great idea <laughs> no no probably not mm. a little bit of a 110 never hurt nobody yeah wait yeah, i don't I know don't what know. voltage you guys use up there 110 we're not that different oh, okay calm down our I plugs still work in your shit it's okay yeah. <laughs> is canada just like that that foreign to you i guess being in california no, it's not that it's that it's it's foreign i just don't understand like what if it was different and i made the assumption like an asshole I don't know. Where do you think? How do you? Okay, here's one that's going to fuck you up and all your American and even other Canadian listeners. Our milk comes in a bag. Okay, understand this for a second. Hang on. Hang it's on. A Before bag, you finish a- that, I went to school in LA Unified School District. So that's okay. not news to me. But go ahead. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Bagged milk? Yes. Interesting. I thought that was only an Ontario thing. That's, no, so that's think, you know that little pint that you would get? I don't even yeah. think it's a pint, it's like half a pint of the carton yeah. of milk. Yeah. yeah, picture that in a bag that says Daisy on it. <laughs> Interesting. See, ours ours come in one liter bags. We have special mugs you put them in. You have to cut the end off and then pour it. Yeah, I'm serious. Anyway, I, I, um, I get it. I don't know what I don't. I can't think of anything else that's different. There's a lot of things that are different between Canadians and Americans, but like we're also very much the same. I very much enjoy going to the states and feeling just enough like a foreigner where I get surprised by things. Like you guys don't realize how big your fucking signs are. They're huge. They are so high off the ground. It scares me. It makes me nervous to be around the signs out in front of your restaurants because they're like 65 feet tall. Really? Huh. Yeah, they're really high. Like if you if you go to Canada, that doesn't happen. Like they, there's not those signs. That signage doesn't exist. It's such a weird thing. But you guys have a lot of really, really tall signs. Have you ever seen the gas signs off the freeway? <laughs> Yeah, they're they're crazy. Yeah, okay, because those are but that's especially if you're on like a long road trip in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but like in my province, in my state, there are realistically two main main highways. That's it. There's the 401 and the 400, and those are like the two major highways. That being said, the 401 though in Toronto is the busiest highway anywhere in the world. Someone please fact check me on that, but that's something I've been told and I've been repeating it. So I hope it's true. But I know it's, it, if it's not the most, if it's not the busiest, it is very high up there. Mm. I'm going to caveat that one because someone is going to, someone will notify me somewhere. That's for sure. No, get over it. <sighs> Anyways. Yes, come oh. to Canada. When you can, please come to Canada. Come in the winter just for a total culture shock. Is, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. So back to your FD days. Uh, you did was it you that started the rolling smoke effect on the on the pictures? Um 
I did one, I think one or two of those. I think I remember Kyle were, Mohan and Ryan Little were being the first ones to share it. I don't remember if it was, if it was somebody else. So I think you're thinking of the ones where like they collide into each other. No, no, the smoke okay. where it looks like it's moving. So yeah, the picture's still, but like there's smoke coming off the tire. Yeah. I have done them, but I don't know if I was ever known for doing them. I think I did a few. I, I, I know you for them. Of, I don't know if you were the, I thought you were the original person to do them. I do no, know. I probably not. Yeah. I do know that you were like the original one to do that, like that skater style video. Like remember in like oh. the old Thrasher magazines when it would like kind of have like, it'd be like one still image, but it would have, you know, the Multiple guy doing frames. a kickflip throughout the, the whole page. Yeah. Yeah, you brought I, that took into that, I took that from snowboard bags in particular. And like, I was never big into snowboard bags, but I remember seeing it once going like, that's really fucking cool. How do they do that? And then learning like, oh, it's just a bunch of images over images, right? Yeah. It's, it's simple. You just cut, cut out the slice and slide it over. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then it kind of just sat in the back of my head for years. I remember seeing drifting and we were analyzing um, Riley drifting. And I was like, oh, like, it'd be cool if we could, like, see his car the entire way and compare it, like, as it moves, if that makes sense. Like, we looked at a lot of, when I was filming Riley, we filmed a lot of high speed. Mm-hmm. And that way we could really go through and see, like, what the suspension was doing and what the car was doing. This is also a benefit of media for anybody out there, specifically video media. That is a great investment. All of your runs are documented. And you can go back and watch them and see what the car is doing. Also, what the driver is doing to figure out what actually happened. Especially at like FD, you can kind of watch. But if you're at a pro-am event, hire, find a videographer. I digress. Um, yeah, so we were like clicking through frame by frame by frame. And it was going like really slow. Like, oh, it'd be cool. Like, And it just started working out my head. And then um, I, I didn't know what it was called. So I Googled for a really long time how to do it. And then, and then watched a couple tutorials. It took a while for it to really look like really good. But... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I've I've put a tutorial on Piston Productions. If anybody wants to see it or anybody wants to do it, I have a total tutorial front to back. I I don't want it to be mine. I want everyone to do it because there's so much more potential in it. Yes, like, I agree with I that. I like I just scratched the surface. Because I haven't seen it. any this year because obviously you haven't put any out. No, I haven't. I haven't. And that's what I'm saying. Like it, that you're you're right when you say you just scratch scratch the surface on that because no one else has done it. But you know, again. There's also like, or let's just say there could be rather, uh, like a respect factor of like, oh, I know Jacob does this. I don't want to step on his foot. I don't know. I feel I feel like you're making me more important than I than I actually. No, 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 am. I don't, no. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, so uh, small story. So right now I'm in the midst of starting my own company for yeah. the Cadillac stuff. Like no one makes parts for it. I've had, I'm pretty much learning how to make everything myself. So I was like, Oh, yeah. I'll just fucking, I'll put them out. And then like, there's another company that make might make a part or two. And then like, yeah. all of a sudden I'm an asshole to certain people because like, Oh, why would you take somebody else's product and make it your own? I'm like, well, my products are completely different design. And also that's, you know, why would that's like being pissed off because Burger King and McDonald's exist. Like it's two, two I- different things. Yeah, no, I, I, there is, there needs to be competition in business. Yeah. Like anybody, anybody who thinks that, like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I don't agree with you. Like, yes. And I'm not going to be a fucking total dick about it and be like, oh, I'm going to make mine this price way lower. 
why why would why would someone be mad that now there's competition in the market that only drives prices down? Like, re- yeah. if there's competition, people start dropping prices. That's what happens. Yeah, and I have no intention of dropping my price. It was going to be the same as theirs. Yeah, so it gives people an opt-in. And if you yeah. feel like your product is of the same quality and can provide the same, if not more, benefits than their product can, then I see no reason why you should charge anything less than the same or more. Yep. It makes sense to me. Now, that person may not agree, and that's their opinion, but they're not forced to purchase your product. Nobody is. Exactly. So, I don't know. Uh, fuck the haters. Do what you want to do. That's the plan. Is that better? <laughs> hopefully that's better but but i do see that too at the same time it's like some people will be like you know i don't want to this is that was jacob's thing and i don't want to step on his toes but but i see where you're coming from too you're like no it's open i want you to do it yeah i i posted the tutorial i held onto it for a while um but i i realized that like it's selfish of me to not spread this information that i took a really long time to learn how to do yeah even the fact they have a tutorial yeah, they take three to four hours to make. Like you can do it faster for sure. I can I could get them done in 15, 20 minutes, but they will look like they're done in 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. But like the really, really good ones. Um, yeah, those are five to six hours a piece. So if you want to do it, go please go for it. I want to see what people can do. My favorite one wasn't even of a drift car, it was of a skateboard, unfortunately. It was really cool. It was a guy doing like an impossible or something, and it's like every one of those frames, but it's stacked forward so like he comes towards the camera while it's happening oh shit. so you get this weird depth perception because they're overlapped looks it looks really neat i'll try and send it to you that must be like I rather difficult have. though but you kind of have that uh, too set up because the way you, you have them some at, i think they're atlanta where you can see them coming too closer to the camera and then they're kind of running away from the camera yeah there's definitely some um Why i don't want to like it might be. I, there are. Um, go check it. Yeah, we can check it. Just check out Bisnet Productions. But yeah, there, there's. They were fun. They were a lot of fun to do. And I haven't found anything cool like that to do yet. And I'm a little upset about it because like I haven't found the next awesome thing that I want to do. If that makes sense. Well, drifting like, is on a standstill, so. Yeah. Oh, and to add to this, um, because I know some of. I'm hoping some of my friends listen to this. Uh, so top drift. So I don't know if if I explained to you what top drift was, but I know what top drift is. I saw their uh, their post. Yeah. So that sucks a lot. Yeah. Um, but long for story short, who didn't, for anybody who doesn't, yeah, who don't know, uh, top drift was the absolute most insane drifting party you could ever go to in North America, in my opinion. Been to grid life. Been to FD events. Top drift was just it was just pure sketchy. No tech inspections. No one gave a fuck. I drove that track. I'm not even going to go into details, but like incredibly unsafe that any other track in North America would immediately turn you away. Anyways, imagine that hot lapping cars, 15 cars on the track at a time, camping, drinking, ridiculousness, crazy party, best time. Ever. Uh, finally got shut down after like six years, uh, which, which sucks, but uh, we all knew it was coming. There's new owners that came to the track and they want to make it prestigious and a place to grow motorsports and not just a party. And uh, yeah, so anybody who was surprised by it literally didn't see the writing on the wall, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that so, recently. Um, there's a little bit, like even from like some of the American people, who have never been there and probably may never get there. 
uh, mm-hmm. had mentioned it about like how they have heard of it. So. Yeah, it's it was it was but a mythical mythical we, beast. We have something similar, and it's a track. It's not necessarily an event. Uh, mm-hmm. That track to us is uh, what what used to be called Grange is uh, Antelope Valley Speedway. Okay, and from my understanding. So January 31st is going to be their last event before they shut down mm-hmm. for a remodel. They're going to, from my understanding, they're supposed to like widen the track a little bit and then make some more turns and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more drift car friendly because it's a, right now it's just the go-kart track. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That we've been beating the shit out of for like ever. Um, I believe I, I played in FR, FRS Legends. Yeah. That's Grange. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can park on a trailer. Yeah, you sure can. Um, but that's it's that one, and apparently they're shutting it down. And when they make when they open back up, it's no longer going to be uh, the party house it once was, like where you can show up without a cage. I think the minimum like tech requirements just for the track was like battery tied down, um, battery post covered. Obviously, your seatbelts, lug nuts, brakes are working. Just basic shit, and then a fire extinguisher. Just a little, what, two and a half pound unit? Yeah. And they were like, go nuts. Oh, you can tan them too. So, to put it in perspective, there was a, a zero tech inspection at Top Drift. Like, no, no, at no I, When you said time, zero, I understood yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think people, like, I've said it before, I'm like, oh, okay, so, like, they just kind of like looked at it. I'm like, no, no, there wasn't a person there that that was their job. No, you showed up, you <laughs> signed up, you're good. Yeah, no cages, yeah. tandeming, dude, dude. Yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's sad because I was supposed to go to the last event and I knew it was going to be the last event. It wasn't official. Uh, and I got really sick. And like, at the time I was like, shit, I may actually have COVID. It was, it was like that kind of sick. Oh shit. Turns out I didn't <clears throat> all good, but like still happy I didn't go just in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I filmed their boonies bash which is like their big summer big summer one where like it's like 150 drivers and i still haven't edited the footage and i don't know if i can currently i feel like i will get actually emotional trying to edit that footage just cry your way through it It'll be <laughs> all right. i know i should just live stream it just me just there with kleenex just like i remember like, when and then just don't show the footage while you're doing it and be like why the fuck is he crying i uh, built some hype. <laughs> I like it. I like these marketing videos. Um, speaking of uh, drifting and drift cars, I want to get into your cars because you've had some pretty obscure cars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think trying to drift a Cadillac start? is is obscure, but you, on the other hand, which one do you which one do you want to start? With? I think we want to start Tell with the T Bird. Okay. Um, yeah. So I built a 88 thunderbird turbo coupe um so it comes with a 2.3 turbo engine which is very similar to the one that came in the svl mustang but it's actually better produces more horsepower anyways um i bought it for like 800 dollars. i i was at a friend's garage and i was like hey uh you sell a bunch of used cars especially weird ones want something rear wheel drive preferably turbo He's like, I have the car for you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I pull up to this 18 foot monster and I was like, what is it? He's like, Beast. it's a turbo. Yeah, dude, it's gigantic. It's all bumper. Oh, it's great. And he's like, it's basically an SVO Mustang between the strut towers, which is a bunch of overhang. And I was like, okay. 
how much you want for it? He's like, I don't know, a thousand bucks. I was like, I'm not even going to argue with you. And we, I started it up. I drove it on the trailer and we did a, a series going from bone stock, absolutely nothing done to it. What's it going to drift like? Because it was fucking terrible. Open diff is brutal. But like stock seats and it had like auto dimming headlights and stuff like that it was way ahead of its time. And then we did just track day modifications to it. Mm-hmm. So like oh, like sprint like opening the the spring on the wastegate and shit like that, and then we did like mild updates, and then kind of like went all out because I nuked the one engine. Actually, my brother did. He melted a piston. Um, I was trying to teach my I think he was sixteen year old brother how to drive the car at the time. So yeah, and then eventually it turned into like this like three hundred horsepower little monster that was just ridiculous looking because I like had to cut holes for the new intake into the hood. I did a terrible job at it. I made an intake um louver venturi through the headlight uh using spray foam and bondo i think it turned out great although it's definitely a 10 footer that's for sure (laughs) so yeah and i had to stop driving it because literally the subframe fell off um loading it off of the trailer the one day so i managed to wedge it back into place but some guy wanted this it it had suspension like i put coils and struts on it or coils and did it have IRF? No, solid rear uh, rear Ford 8.8. So they're fucking bulletproof. Wait, and then wait, when, <clears throat> what year was it again? Uh, 1988. Oh, I remember my dad had a 94 with a 5.0, and a, mm-hmm. I remember it had rear independent suspension. No, we we talked about it. We thought about it. Just it wasn't worth it. Really? So yeah, I think yeah, it came just, with an 8.8 too. Yeah, well, yeah, 8.8. Both of them did. Um, that's one of the places you can go and get a good 8.8. Specifically, the Cobra is the 32 spline. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, yeah, we just we weld we link and lock that bitch up, and uh, it was great. I think we welded a dick on it too. If I'm not mistaken, you have to. We're gonna do it. You welded a dick on it. Yeah, on, like the, on the plate. Like on the plate. <laughs> yeah, on the plate. Just cause. Hey, hold on just one second. For anybody else, if yeah. anybody else ever goes in there. Sorry about that. Made a drink real quick too. Nice. What are you What are you drinking? Uh, old fashioned. Oh, dude. Nice. What uh, What whiskey are you using? Ah, uh, crap. I don't know. Someone gave me a bottle. My neighbor gave me a bottle, and it kind of sucks. Ah, uh, hang on. So I have a picture of it in my phone, so I don't have to get up. But uh, oh, okay. it is It is pretty trash. I will say that. I drank it because I normally drink my my whiskey on the rocks. Um, okay. I'll, I will go to an old fashioned if I'm going out just to try somebody else's drink. Right. Take on it. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah. this one was not great, man. Like not even a little bit. It's okay. Called... What is what is your old fashioned recipe then? Like what is your, what is your procedure? Uh, mine at home. Yeah. Well, I le- Okay. So long story short, I used to do this with Jameson. So it was called a, okay. an Irish old fashioned and he was like sugar in the raw, but the, um, what is it like their their liquid form one? Yep. Um, so it was it was that, and then it was just the bitters. You know, mix it with the ice, pour your uh, your Jameson in, and then uh, the uh, orange peel. You do go okay. All right. Yeah, I do do the orange peel. My neighbor my neighbor actually has an orange tree, so I always go grab them off of there. That's crazy to me. But that's cool. Wait, what do you do with? I do it with oranges. Just I don't have orange trees. Like citrus doesn't exist up here. Like yeah. I can get it, but I have to go to a store and buy it. But anyways, um, yeah. 
Uh, I'd say the only difference is I do maraschino cherry instead of the sugar. And uh, it is quite nice, especially if you have not good whiskey. That being said, I'm not a generally a whiskey person, but I do really like an old fashioned. I love whiskey. Um, this one's called Whistle Pig Piggyback. Interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it tastes like black licorice, and I was like, not a fan. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I always like rum more than I liked whiskey. I was a pirate in a previous life, I guess. Yeah, I like um, Buffalo Trace. That's probably my go-to. I hear it's good. I haven't tried it. It's great. But... It's, it's, uh, it, it made me like whiskey more than Jameson did, because Jameson's like a great like entry-level whiskey. And then yeah. Maker's Mark kind of like gets you it. Well, not Maker's Mark. Um, Buffalo Trace. Maker's Mark is a completely different. That's a little bit. Yeah. If I had to choose between Maker's Mark and like Jack, it's Maker's Mark because Jack okay. is terrible. Yeah. I'd rather, right. I'll take Jim Beam over Jack. Anyways. Yeah. Same um, here. Going back. Uh, after the T-Bird, there was other cars. <laughs> but what um, other obscure cars have you had? The, the one that, yeah, I, I guess I'd probably known for. Um, was the Cummins Miata. A little four-cylinder Cummins? Yes, it was a 4BT. Uh, I'm Googling this as we speak. You don't know about this? No, no, no. I've heard of it, but I've never Googled it. Okay, yeah, just type in Cummins Miata. (laughs) It came right up, so. Yeah, red. uh, Yep, oh yeah, big, no hood, no headlights, just fucking, just all engines. shit. Yeah, that was interesting. That was that was a fun year. <laughs> so please do tell. Me. Um, so long story. Well, yeah, I don't even know if I summarized this really before. Um, was at a car show. Uh, said to a couple of friends of mine that were like uh, entrepreneurs, uh, guys, just guys that I looked up to. They were kind of helping me through trying to get pissed and had to become big. And I was like, well, how do people get big on YouTube? And usually, well, they do crazy shit. And I was like, all right. Well, like, what's the craziest car shit you can think of? And they're like, I don't know, like a big engine, a tiny car. And I'm like, okay, what's the biggest engine in the tiniest car? It would be just ridiculous. And they're like, a diesel Miata. And I was like, cool, like, that's what I'll build. And uh, yeah, so uh, GC and uh, Peter Pang from NextMod, GC's at a uh, uh, different company. Anyways, they were the guys I was talking to about it. <clears throat> we came up with the idea for it. Um and then I'm trying to remember where it went from there. We wanted to raise money for the high school that we all went to because mm-hmm. uh, their shop program just wasn't funded well. So we figured we'd, we'd do it for that. Uh, it, yeah, talk kind of became action, opened a Indiegogo, um, posted up about it, got a whole bunch of donations, ordered a bunch of shirts, got those sent out to people, lanyards, posters. Um, it was crazy. We raised a, a big chunk of change and uh, used that money to build the car. So we... Worked with a bunch of sponsors, utilized that money, and um, got a Miata. Got a Miata donated by a company, and got the high school to, the high school kids to strip it for us. So nice. that way, we, we went into to the weekend. The car was already stripped, so that was good. And then basically for three days straight, a team of about between five to ten guys kind of fluctuated, worked on the car for three days straight to build it. Fucking wild. And we live streamed the whole thing. We made a couple of videos about it. Um, and then, yeah, we decided to raffle off the car and uh, toured it kind of all over North America. And uh, yeah, raffled it off and uh, made, uh, made yeah, a few bucks for the high school. So uh, the dude who won it, interestingly enough, was an older gentleman. Um, 
And uh, yeah, uh, we kind of went back and forth about what he wanted to do with it. He didn't really know. He just wanted to help the cause. Uh, Richard Robertson was his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it wasn't sure. So I basically said to him like, hey, you know, I need to sign this over to you. And he did. And he finally made a decision, talked to the high school and then donated it back to the high school. So it was kind of cool. The high, So that's where the car sits right now. It's in pieces and it's used as a teaching aid, which kind of sucks and wasn't really the way I wanted it to end. But it's it's the way it ended. And it's like, fuck, I kind of wanted like a cool like here's the keys, man. You can go drift it and you can go become famous because you got this car. But like it just didn't happen that way, unfortunately. Yeah, but you can be that car can also inspire the next generation. And that's that's the solace that I take. And it was that, you know, I mean, um, yeah, I, I hope that that gets those kids interested and they do something about it. And and that that's kind of like where where it came from. It just like I said, it wasn't like the storybook, like super cool ending that I wanted. But it happened. It happened. That's crazy. But yeah, that was crazy. It was an insane three days. Uh, I've never worked that hard in my life. And for me, it was mostly just organizing. I actually didn't wrench. I, I did wrench a fair bit, but not as much as other people on the car. So, um, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know what else. That's kind of like the main two drift cars. Uh, we've drifted like V6 Mustangs. Um, I've drifted a, co- a bunch I of think friends' that's cars. A, the, well, I can't remember her name. I fucking follow her from my drifting page. Or the drifting pro page, the female that competed in the on hyperdrive. Was it Sahara? Oh, um, yeah, and no, 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 the Polish chick. I think so. Pink car. No. No, the Mustang. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it took me a minute. Yes, yeah, Sarah Harrow. Is that her name? Yeah, I think she. I think hers is a V six, and she actually is it. Yeah, she. I think she just did drift week as well. I I don't see an issue with it. If the engine holds up, like yeah, you know I, how to to use the power. Like you're gonna have just as you, you just have to learn how to transfer weight. So, no, 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 like, no, that's not. I'm just. I was just mentioning the fact that it's a V6, but it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's the uh, the latest. The maybe just one generation prior to the Mustang, to the current one. Hmm. I don't. I don't know what. The body numbers are what is it like S one ninety seven S yeah S one ninety seven S five fifty or something I don't know it's one of those <laughs> I could be yeah. completely wrong but uh I know SN ninety five is the Fox is the what I believe SN ninety five is the Fox body and then there's like New Edge somewhere in there as well or New Wave or some shit I thought SN ninety five and New Edge were the same but uh I'm not a, I bet the Mustang guys are not thrilled. <laughs> I hope they are. I hope Scott's. I hope my buddy Scott's listening, and he's like super mad. At me Which Scott? Uh, Scott's the guy who helped me build the uh-huh. um, a bunch of cars when I lived in Huntsville. He was a, as much a part of the channel as anybody was for a while there. Um, yeah, yeah. When I moved, I haven't seen him in a while. Like I miss hanging out with that dude. So I hope he's listening. Yeah. Um, anyways, she uh, she hers is a V six, and it's got like. What what do those things come with? Like three hundred horsepower now? Like that's pretty solid. Jesus. Like granted, the cars yeah, maybe. on the heavier side, I guess, compared to like actually no, I, I think the Z's in a similar weight class, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Z seems to be like in my like from what I've seen. Now I, I feel like I'm about a year out of touch. So things might have changed, but 
Z seemed to be the best bang for buck, although people caught on quick and they, they moved fast. Like I know locally they were gone really quick. A lot of guys switched over to G35s because they were close enough, but Z was a good balance. Yeah, I, I, I just there's a I don't, do you follow the Pro Three page on Facebook? I do not. Is it good? Oh, it's great. Uh, I've I've shared a few things on there as well. Um, there's so somebody hit one of my sponsors up via DM, uh, and like sent him like hey like a basically a, hey do you guys sponsor question mark, and he sent him a picture of his Z. Missing the hood and the front bumper with the bash bar on. So sick, right? And uh, <laughs> stock wheels. And then he sent him a video of him doing some wild shit in a parking lot at a shipping yard. So, I mean... Like, that was his pitch. You miss, like, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes. So good on him for taking a shot. Was it a good shot? No. It's no. fucking terrible. But... He did something. Um, dude, I've, I've seen a lot over the years, like uh-huh. on, on both ends, and they're pretty terrible. Some of them are really bad. Like, <laughs> it, it's difficult for people to understand that, like, you realistically, at a bare minimum, to be taken seriously and get any really good relationship should have a PDF of your proposal. Yeah, at an absolute agree. bare minimum. If you can do something cooler, then do it. But, like, and and it needs to look good. It can't just be a list of shit. It can't be black and white. It can't be a couple of photoshopped images in there. Like it, it, you're you're trading money for exposure. That's what you're doing. So if you don't, if your first exposure to them is not good, well, why it depends would they think on, that it depends on who you are. Like I don't sell exposure. I can't expose many people to anything. Yeah. Um, what I do try to do is you sell you sell your product. Uh, but on the topic of, but that's still exposure. You're still getting it in front of people and trying to get it to yeah, them. Right? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think one thing I I think my biggest mistake was on my own proposal was my bullshit "woe is me" story, and I I need to change it. Uh, like I don't even send my proposal out anymore. Like I I don't at all. I do not reach out to sponsors whatsoever because I kind of had like this thing. It was like. Oh, like I would tell about my background, like, oh, I came from, I grew up poor, like I did. And people don't give a shit about that. <laughs> like there, there's that, there's that saying, like, uh, no one cares, work harder. Like, that is so true. Like, it doesn't matter where you came from, where are you going? Like, I can't, yeah. just because you tell me you were, you grew up poor and you're following your dream doesn't mean you're going to sell more product for me. So that's where I'm stuck at now. now you have to. You have to look at it from from the perspective of somebody that's in charge, somebody in a in a suit. That's exactly maybe not how I'm suit, looking but at in it. In an office, you, that's you need yeah. to look at it like that. The person that is signing that over deals with marketing budget. They they have a set amount of time to allocate money for the next year. So I think the biggest thing for most people is just timing. Like you need to be like if you're not trying to to schmooze with sponsors or contact them by like July, why do you expect them to give you money in November? Mm-hmm. It's it is you're building a relationship. So if there if there truly are sponsors you want to work with, you need to know them on a closer personal basis. There, are, in my mind, that's that is probably the best way to go about it. There are definitely people out there that have ways 
of of proposing and getting in the door that are very different than mine. Um, but that's that's my I mean that's that's what I would say to do. If you want to get sponsored by somebody, go to their booth, say hi, shake hands, tell them who you are, tell them what car to look for, tell them when you're going out. Hopefully they watch you. If they don't watch you, then whatever. Or if you're already already utilizing products, take okay. First, this one bugs this one bugs the shit out of me, and I really want everyone to listen to this one. If you tag a company on Instagram or Facebook, please make sure that somewhere in your feed there is proof that you own a product from that company. I can tell you 100% that when I am doing social media for companies and someone tags us in something, I am searching for definitive proof that they actually own the product because anybody can tag any fucking company. Yeah. So when you buy something and it comes in the door, make a post about it. And and spend a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be crazy, but like lay out the parts in front of the car. Something very simple. Have their sticker there. So just take take five minutes. Take a nice picture and tag them in it. Mention them and tag them in it. Then somebody at their team will see it and be like, oh, that's a nice picture. We like that. We like nice pictures. They share it. Cool. Now you message them. Hey. Really appreciate it. Love the product. Thank you for making it. I will let you know how it goes. Start a conversation with them. You can do it completely online. You don't need to be at the track, but you do need to spend time doing it. If it, 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 You have to be a phenomenal driver for, for shit just to land in your lap. Agree. If you are not a phenomenal driver, you need to work for it. If you are, an, It's like being an ugly dude. You've got to work for it. It's it's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yes, I agree. I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, that's funny. Um, that's man. If, like I said, from being on both sides of it, that's that's my advice. Is you you've got to connect, or you've got to be a phenomenal driver. And if you are awesome, that's great. I hope shit lands in your lap. That's fantastic. You're gonna run into problems somewhere else. It's just not here. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh never something easy um but we talk about or i talk about sponsorships and stuff like that a lot mm-hmm. on this show and i've even had like okay so kenda racing which is kenda tired huh you had add on right yeah and he yes and I, I listened to that you did I, yeah, the last I did. one i did uh you did more than one i did two the last one i okay. just did recently it's really bad by the way is it the the audio recording is total shit show before i switched it to happens. the new setup yes yeah. it's, it's real bad dude it's real glitchy okay I, I'll, I might still listen to it i don't yeah, care it, it's two episodes i had to split okay. it up it was like three we recorded for three and a half hours and we were both probably drunk by the end of that episode like for sure isn't like, that great though is it okay oh dude like, it was the best you know being a podcast host having a really really good podcast yes it's fucking great it's a yeah you get off you get finished like yeah it was awesome Fuck, i was trashed by that episode by the That's end of funny. it and i know he was too because i had a cut the episode was three and a half hours long but i had a cut 40 oh. minutes off because <laughs> he he said he's like messages like hey we we gotta no, get no, 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 no. We, we spoke about it. I was like, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> He's like, you should. Send um, me those files. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll, we'll chit chat about that later. But it's, no, uh, don't, I don't want to piss off Ed. I, I no, Ed's Riley's great, dude. Uh, but like, even him, like, 
we were talking about like even after the show like i had spoken about like oh what about kendo tire like he's like oh you gotta apply like everybody else and i was like oh i don't want to send you my proposal i don't have time to make a new one so i just didn't Dude, apply did you see it? it it was big i know that's why i didn't do it, it. was <laughs> that's why i didn't do it. it was so much he's like yeah you gotta apply like everybody else. i was like but we have a relationship he's like then so it doesn't matter man yeah he needs the paperwork to prove the relationship no i agree with him i, I i'm not i'm not knocking it i just you know I get it's it. like it took me it took me two hours it took me two hours realistically you applied for it too jesus Christ. i didn't no riley did i but who do you think applies for it oh you yeah by the way uh the the have you has have you or anybody else written on the kendas yet uh they okay so riley won uh midwest drift union on kenda tires which kenda because i heard the kr20as are completely different i don't know the, the whole story i i don't know i believe it was the old kr20s i could be wrong okay i could look i could probably i probably have photos and i could tell you but um either way he did run on kenda and he did win an mdu championship with kenda dude these things last so freaking long it's ridiculous um it's a really great tire i, I will say that uh I, I, for longevity just... purposes it's not. But if you're, if you're, um, if you're to put a, is it, what's it, what's it smoke level like? Cause like Achilles Zero, one, two, three, uh, none. the smoke is incredible. None. Zero yeah. smoke. That's going to happen. So that's the trade off. Whereas like a company that's trying to like turn heads. Yeah. They want smoke. Yep. So I'm curious. I would, I would love to but see. But I heard a rumor. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's true or not. This is just a rumor. That if you actually run them in reverse, that they smoke a ton. And I didn't get a chance to try it the day I was out. Um, because I popped one. And I bent, I bent one of my wheels. Um that I, I drive like shit. It's my own fault. Um so I didn't get to try it, which was the plan. But I think next time I go out, if I can get some Kendas as soon as possible because of that new stupid tariff, uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. I feel but, like is tire stack still like the go-to who do you, who do you order tires to like direct um i i uh i shop online to see what's cheapest you should you should find somebody locally and be nope. like hey it's no no okay i get where people are coming from like yeah you go to one person all the time um and maybe that's cool but my biggest problem is okay well i'm gonna do the same fucking thing you're gonna do and I'm probably going to find them online for cheaper. That's why. That's a big reason why I don't like do the sponsorship thing. A lot of the time, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, here I applied for this sponsorship to get twenty percent off, which is not to sound like an asshole who thinks he deserves more, <laughs> but I can find that deal online. So, it's 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 a model. Um, if, if you're gonna go hey, real quick before before you finish, if you're gonna go with the uh, you're gonna build a relationship, there, there's the potential to build a relationship. You're not wrong, but that's if I, you're actually able to build one. I wasn't gonna say that. Okay, but um, go ahead. I agree that yes, you still could, and it is a great place to start for a lot of people. Yes, um, but that is also just a marketing model. There are companies out there, and I'm not gonna name names because we know who they are, who sponsor almost everybody. Yep. Why? Because they sell it at a um, how do I explain this? 
the cost to manufacture is relatively low. The, the cost that they then sell for wholesale is marginally higher, and that's the amount of money they make. Mm-hmm. They also then sell it out to jobbers, and then they have a sponsorship rate, and then they have the, I'm too lazy to fill out paperwork, here. You're, you're going to pay full price. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it works. But the upside is when you sponsor everybody at 20%, is they feel obligated to then speak about your product, even if it's at a low level. And same thing, 16-year-old me was super fucking stoked about getting 20% off. <laughs> yeah, that's And I same. talked about that those companies a lot. And I still talk about those companies to this day. I've even worked with those companies. <laughs> yeah. But I know what you're saying. You're, it's, it, is, it is pointless for you to do that, especially if you've already got the product. It's like, why would I even want to switch? Exactly. It's... it's uh... It's something I deal with a lot. And a lot of people, I think, I can't remember the gentleman's name. And I, forgive me. The guy who ran Driftmasters for a while. Oh, uh, he, um, oh yes. Deegan. Okay. I know Deegan. Something, yeah, Brian Deegan. Brian Deegan. Okay. So he recently released a video about sponsorship and stuff like that. And um, it's like, well, you got to do this. You got to do that to get sponsorship, sponsorship to lower your costs for racing. He's like, or you fucking work more. He's like, get more yeah. hours at work if you can. And that's kind of like my approach to it. And I, and I, I'm so glad he had said that because obviously he's, I am not Deegan. I'm not Brian Deegan at all. No, nowhere near. No. But the fact that it's coming from somebody like him to tell you like, oh, well, you can fucking work harder and still pay for it just like everyone else does. Only your yeah. hard work is going to be a little bit different from somebody else spending, you know, double the time trying to get a discount from a company just talking um, to people. Yeah, my my stepdad once said to me, um, "You either learn how to do it, or you learn how to make enough money to pay someone to do it." That's that is an option. That is a hundred percent an option. Um, I don't disagree with it, man. I know a lot of guys like that who are just like, I don't even want to deal with the fucking sponsorship shit. Like, Same. I don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. I will just I will just work every waking moment that I can, and take that sure money, that surefire bet, and put it into this. And a lot of the times, it's a better model. I agree. If you're I, not if you're not good, if you're not social, oh, me it, it, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, this podcast says a lot about me, but if like if you saw me at the track, we would barely talk. I would say, "Hey, what's up? How are you been?" Like, we oh, see, man, I'd be all, I'd be all over. Like, dude, what's up? What's going on? Oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. I think, but it also depends <laughs> yeah. on like people I've had on as guests. Like, I've had several people on. Like, I've had like Matt Van Kirk. That guy doesn't fucking probably even remember being on here. I've also had like um, Nick Novak. He probably doesn't know who the fuck I am. I've ran into people, like spoken to them. They had no idea who it was. Granted, I don't show my face a whole lot. Uh, but I'll be like, oh, such and such from, I was like, we did a podcast together. They'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? And that's fine too. But it's like, I'm not that like outgoing person who's like, oh what's up buddy like let's fucking get drunk together unless like we had a really good episode see i i feel the need to make people remember me constantly oh dude i don't i'm like i hope they fucking don't have you ever ran into somebody from high school because i'm trying to avoid them (laughs) i don't necessarily like that because like i was i was like the weird dude in high school i like i said i had a giant giant mohawk i did fucking magic for like i was that guy in high school you wait um wait you did magic? I did. I did magic. <laughs> I did magic for ten years. I paid 
my way through college doing magic. For Dude, living. I almost bought my son a magic tattoos, set for Christmas. <laughs> Go all ahead. of these tattoos are magic related. That entire arm is magic related. I'm not even kidding. That's that's funny. Yeah. But go ahead. Um, yeah, fucking magic. Better do awesome. a fucking card trick when I meet you. Yeah, dude. A hundred. I actually haven't done it for a really long time, and I'm I'm not great at it anymore. It's so much work. It's just so much upkeep. You you constantly have to practice. It's it's so annoying. I bet. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Who were you in high school? Are you the quiet kid too? Uh no, the kid that tried to fit in that didn't belong. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and then I realized who I was. I was like, oh, I'm a piece of shit that doesn't like people. Got it. <laughs> That's so funny. It's totally okay to not like people. I get sick of people all the time. But COVID, it's not that COVID I don't like people. That. It's just that I don't like people, and people who people who don't like people understand that. <laughs> Fair enough. No, like I'm not one for small talk. But if you want to have like a good conversation, like the podcast, like really helps me because then I get to have like that long in-depth conversation with people um, as yeah, opposed to enough. just being like, I'll say, hey, how are you? Good. OK, move on. But outside, like unless you're ready to talk about like aliens or cars, like I don't want to hear about it. I mean, I'll go aliens. I'm down to go. aliens. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to have that conversation elsewhere. But Oh, man, this guy's starting an alien podcast. Oh, no, uh, there's another podcast called Necronomapod. Uh, okay jesus dude, christ you gotta listen to them they're fucking great um, all right yeah i i got a i got a hair up my ass recently and i listened to like a whole bunch of like alien stuff but it's it's weird because i don't know what you guys get but like here we only get like so much of what our media releases as opposed to now we'll get what everybody releases as like the whole world will be like Hey, we saw a yeah. flying saucer. You know what I mean? Like as opposed oh, yeah, to like no. the 1960s, you would only get what, like what happened like Louisiana and some like obscure town that no one's ever heard of. I mean, we have Facebook in Canada, so like when that shit gets shared, we do see it. Oh no, 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 no I'm realistic? just saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like now, but before we didn't get yeah. that. Like so, we just hear like of the popular stories that made like big headway. But we'll get into. I mean, that. there's just a lot. There's just a lot of shit happening that like, how can you just not? How can you just ignore it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's like, no, it's not a thing. They're like, I don't know, man. There's fucking something. Yeah, I know. and I don't know what it is. And well, I can't religion is still it. like really strong here too. So it's like, well, it's mixed. Um, oh, so you gotta be like, be careful with like who you talk to and stuff. And like, this guy's fucking crazy. We need to pray for him. See, um, I, I enjoy. I enjoy, okay. I enjoy listening to everybody's opinion. Same. I don't agree with most of them. Same. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I but love I do want to hear what I, the fuck you gotta say. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to agree with you. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be confrontational. I've listened yeah, exactly. to people say some pretty fucked up shit. And I'm like, okay. I used to be like that when I was younger. Uh, how is the drift scene right now in Canada with you guys shut down? Are you guys completely shut down still? Um, I mean, it's you guys winter here. So, like, we have snow. Huh? So, yeah. Well, no, but this, this is this that time like, of year is normal. Snow. Sorry, yeah, it was like a, it was a cold seventy eight degrees today. I would say we lost about twenty percent of drift events this year, just due to various reasons, mostly okay. COVID. Yeah, um, but but altogether, most things were good. Um, as far as I know, the tracks are getting ready to to go. Um, I got a couple friends that work at certain tracks, but um, nobody's really nobody's saying no to anything yet. They're going to see how it plays out. 
you gotta remember too, Canada's Canada's also getting all the vaccine shit, so like it's going fairly quick. So um wait, when did you guys start yours? I don't know. My wife got a vaccination because she works at a long term care uh, home last week. And oh. she goes for a second one in like two weeks. Yeah, my girlfriend um, got one. Same thing. She works at Kaiser. Okay. Yeah, so it works. Yeah. Um, I got it. But you guys have far less people than we do. Like like California has more people than Canada. Just just California. Has more people than Canada? Than all of Canada. Sounds about right. And we're thirty percent larger than the, the contiguous United States. Yeah. Anyways, actually, um, long story short, an old family friend moved to Alaska recently. Jesus. His truck broke down on the way. I don't know what the fuck happened. Long story short, his truck broke down. But right now, his truck, his entire fucking house, is inside of a trailer, inside of a storage unit. So now he needs to get that towed on the. This is on the western side too. Um, yeah. From wherever the fuck it's at to Alaska state border so we can meet somebody there now. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, I'll reach out to my Canadian people and see if I can help you, but I don't know. <laughs> I can throw I can throw a line out. I know a few people in BC that might be able to help, but Yeah, that's why I thought the same thing. Yeah, but they're like he's like, Well, I need someone that can tow the truck and the trailer. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh AAA works in Canada, which is called CAA. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you have AAA and you're in and you're in Canada, it works here, but we just call it CA. I will let him know. He may not even know that. Um Yes. Okay, good enough. Yeah, he was like I guess I don't know. I guess his truck broke down or some shit like that. But he has like his whole house, like his fucking refrigerators in there. Jesus. So he bought a new Hopefully one. It's empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like a helicopter <laughs> mechanic. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. He makes yeah, the big sound. dollars. Yeah, but the now he's living bi- in the big collar so dollars. It it. Huh? It's like, oh, I get to I get to buy another snowmobile with all the money I made. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, well, once you get up there, you should have enough money. So, like, work but, like two days to be able to buy a crap. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. I know he's like he's like, well, I gotta fucking wait because I just moved my in- I just bought a house up here too, which I'm pretty sure was like a fraction of the dollar from where he was living in Utah. Um, with uh, drifting. G- if you got uh actually hold that back. So Riley Sexsmith actually got an accident earlier this was it this year or late last year? Yeah, was, well yeah, uh, 2020. Fuck, I forgot um, it's 2021 today. Yeah, so yeah, I can't talk a ton about the specifics, but No, no, no but like, he got an accident. Say, yeah, he yeah, um he was on a motorcycle, someone driving a car, there was there was an accident and he shattered his left leg yes left leg i believe fuck um now the i i would say based on the situation the only thing that saved his life was the fact that it like the way his reflexes are from drifting um i i'm just saying the guy's got insane reflexes so like he got around enough but just caught the bumper with his leg um so drifting saves just lives. His, yeah drifting saves lives um <laughs> he just got his last surgery and uh-huh. based on everything on that you I mean it He's he's looking good to be drifting again. It's just a matter of when. Okay. So, like, is it going to happen in the spring? Possibly. Is it going to happen in the summer? More possibly. <laughs> so basically, uh, we, do have a, we have if, a backup driver as well. But oh, okay. And then, but you also yes. had a setup to where you guys actually weren't because we we had spoke about this previously. Um, where you actually weren't even going to do the FD season for 2020. 
No, no. Um, which kind of worked out, but yeah, yeah. we're just going to do <laughs> really? party circuit. Yeah, it just just party circuit. Um, good lives. We wanted to figure out a couple things to try and get into LS fests. Um, yeah, LS just, just do that. Yeah, I, I had a couple. I had a cool idea that I think would be fun to do, but I got to get everybody on board to do it. Uh, can you share that or no? Uh, no, I'll tell you later. Right, it's, cool. it's a really neat idea. And the I don't cool want thing about podcasts is we get to have a conversation after our conversation. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, don't worry. I'll never yeah. tell anybody. I have, okay. so, much, I have um, so much shit on people. It's terrible. <laughs> it's great, right? Yes. It's the best. This guy's a dick. Oh, I was like, I know. Don't worry. I've dealt with him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think said it at one hour and 14 minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was the plan is to do the party circuit. And we are still gearing up and, and assuming that we are going to be able to travel into the United States to go to party events, um, but preparing to not be able to do that. Yeah. So oh, we, the whole, we have multiple plans. Yeah, the whole reason that, that uh, Jeremy, that's a, he's, he's like a, my dad's friends from like growing up, one of his kids. So anyway, okay. the only reason Jeremy can't come, to, can't go to Canada right now is because of COVID. Yeah. Or else they would have been like, yeah, come get your shit. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never even thought of that. Fuck. Yeah, that's the only reason he can't go in right now. It's because he's, not, he's <laughs> not a Canadian citizen, and but he has to pay rent for that uh, thing. Um, but That's balls. Speaking of like Ryan, uh, not Ryan, speaking of <laughs> Riley uh, to, do on, to go on the party circuit, I think Ryan Literal had done something similar before he made his debut into pro. Yeah. And, and I would be lying if I said that conversation didn't happen. No, um, but that's, but that's a great thing. It's like, it, it kind of, I knew who Ryan was at a, as a SoCal person, because obviously he's very big here. Um, but let's he's just, so SoCal too. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, being around yeah. him. Cause I'm like, you just, you just, have you, you met, you've met him before, right? Oh yeah, he's such know, an I, introvert. Yeah. I, I was like, I, oh, we don't have to talk. Cool. <laughs> I was like, same. Uh, as he's, soon as I, as as I heard he was like, an introvert, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, cool. I'll leave him. He's, he's also eccentric though, and that's what I love about yeah, him. Yeah, like, he'll talk to anybody like, and say hello. Yeah, but just like, but like even his car. His car is very eccentric. It's loud. Yes, but you know it's there. It's the the fucking the paint jobs. He's just he's he's. I fucking love his very car, good at that. You know when he's at an event, and that is important. Yes, like you want to be a party drifter. People need to know you're at an event. There needs to be a reason why you're there, and people need to be excited. That's how you become a good party drifter. And that's pick how you get your name you want to get fucking, Pick something you want to get super cool at, or like pick one cool thing and focus on it, and get known for that. You know what? You know what I want people to do? I want people to pass in drifting, Mark. I want to see at more party events, guys, passing mid-drift. It's fucking awesome. As long as you get permission from whoever's running the track, somebody start doing it because it's great. Yeah, but the most part is like when we have passing here is because somebody spun out, which isn't really a pass. No, but like, I mean, somebody drifting and somebody coming in and passing them mid-drift, like as a, as a timed... Like we got to work thing, this out <laughs> yeah, before we go out both there. parties are, are aware it's going to happen. I would love to see that more. And if you do it well and you can prove to people you can do it well, then you can do it at bigger places. And you may be invited to go to those bigger places to do that thing. Did you just... You're fucking not wrong. Shit. That's a great idea. What? I'm going to steal that. Stealing yeah, your no, ideas. I, stealing... No, but like... Yeah, find find something. If you're not going to compete and you want to be a party drifter, there has to be a reason why people want you at their party. 
Yeah, it's, you, it's one thing to be, be on somebody's door, dressing. but yeah, it's another thing like, to be like, oh, I can pass this guy without fucking up both of us. But I don't. Okay, and and a big caveat here and a disclaimer because like if Nick Swan hears this, he's gonna bite my fucking head off. As long as you're doing it with somebody you've practiced it with before, that's that's the biggest caveat. Don't just fucking do it. You're a dick if you just do it. But like, I mean, like if you have a teammate or somebody you drift with off and you're like, hey, let's try this at a slow speed. And then you are able to do it at another event because you've proven it because you hired that videographer I talked to you about earlier in the episode and he caught it on video and then it went viral on TikTok. It's just an idea. I just want to toss it out there. Somebody, somebody take it, grab it, make it happen. I like your idea. I'm gonna still yeah. I'm gonna tell Andrew yeah. about it. Get get your teammate. Let's do this. I don't have a teammate, but I got a buddy. Okay. If you got a buddy you're cool with, then yeah, just do it. Go for yeah. it. Just make sure there's a video camera on it. Yeah, I still don't understand oh, the teammate thing. I, I don't know. I think it I think it makes sense. A lot of it's just like you know, figuring out logistics, somebody who's there for you, somebody who's that's good, that's gonna help you sweat. Like when you're in the shit, they're down there with you. And when you, when things are good, they're up there with you. But like, yeah, no, it, I get it, that. It but it's like for sure. We're also at the same we're also at this point, just on a prime level in SoCal. Where it's like there is there really isn't that teammate thing because and and may, I could be wrong. I, I I could have my own perspective on this. But it's like we're both driving to the same track in separate cars. Like we're not going on there on a tandem trailer or anything. No, but like, do you park next to each other every event? Yes. And like, we help okay. each other out. Like, Hey, you know where my tools are at? I know where your tools are at. I mean, you're like halfway to being a teammate. That's right like, there. that's like, just like, for me, that's just like, Oh, that's my boy. Like that's Andrew. Like he knows yeah. where my shit's at. I know where his shit's at. Like, there's no, like, if he's fucking you know hungry, he knows where my ice chest is. You know what they call friends in Australia, right? Uh, friends? Mate? <laughs> uh, me and Andrews are, me and Andrew do not mate. No, I hope not. Uh, I mean, like, I'm cool if that's your thing. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you, you, you might as well, like, you're almost teammates. The upside is, like, what more do you want to share? And, and do you want to put a label oh. on it? It's yeah, like yeah. it's a relationship. At the end of the day, it's a relationship. Oh no, no, right? he's my best friend. If I get married, he's gonna be the best man. But all right, yeah, it's just like uh, okay. it's 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 complete. I don't know. I just don't see that whole teammate thing because it's like he drove himself out there still, but he just has yeah. he has these tools if he needs them. And, did and you, by, did, did did you or him go to one or the other's location, or did you meet up on the drive at some point? No, but I was at his house today. Did you cruise in together? Did you cruise in together? No, God, no. But, it, but okay. he saved me a spot. <laughs> okay, that was nice of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that. Because he's, he's either... Threw his tires there. Yeah, he and I are complete opposites. Like, he comes completely, like, unprepared, like, where he's, like, still working on the car when he gets there. And that's where it's where I'm like, oh, okay, my car's ready to go off the trailer. Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just got to do an alignment. I got to check tire pressure. <laughs> I got to make yeah. sure my steering wheel's straight. I'm like, uh, you're on your own, man. I, I'm going to go drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I get the teammate. I think if we were to do, if, like, let's just say he and I went into Pro 2, like, then together it would be a teammate because we've already discussed, like, okay, we will be buying a trailer. Yeah. You know, because we're not going to each individually drive there because it makes more sense to just buy a bigger trailer in one truck for us. Because both of us right oh. now are running on gas trucks and a single car trailer, an open trailer at that. Mm -hmm. 
So, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there when it comes to teammates. But right now, we just uh, we use each other's shit at the track. <laughs> okay, sorry, I won't put labels on. Yeah, man. I didn't know I was gonna strike a nerve with this. Jesus Christ! Oh, you he know seems what? Like a very nice man. You know what? I just realized that like maybe I have a thing with labels. Yeah, it, I think it that's took all me it like is. a year and a half to like become like a boyfriend to my current girlfriend. Dude, I got I got three kids with my wife. We've been together. Which not even my wife. I still call her my girlfriend all the time. Um, we have three kids. We've been together like eight years. We fucking live in a house together. I bought, yeah, bought a house. Like she might as well be my wife. I guess I started calling her my wife more often. Yeah, no, it makes getting, more sense at this point. I'm getting there. We'll, 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 I'll cross that bridge. Like, so what's the house though? I was like, I can't afford a house, Andrew. You know, like, you're gonna have to pick one. You want a, you want a boyfriend or drift, hey or you want a house? And sacrifices need to be made sometimes. I'm just I saying. know. The homeboys don't want to hear it, but... That's why I started the business, so we'll hope it works out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm done. So, okay, uh, if Riley's not coming back, do you plan on being any other teams? Because I, I know originally you did you did plan on it for some Pro yeah, 2 stuff um, this year, and then it, it just kind of things fell through. Well, I think I we spoke about that on your podcast, actually. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't go anywhere. Like, yeah. I can't service so, the needs of So what's of the, the plan for this year? Because, like, okay, granted, we, we, we're all on the same page where, like, we don't fucking know, for, the, for mm. the most part. Like, we don't know if we're allowed to travel through, like, back and forth through the, um, states. Through the states. Yeah. To the states and back. And, um, but have you, like, is there any talk of, like, possibly, like, hey, if, if, if things are approved, like, hey, I will be out there. Um, so, yeah, so, um, okay, plan A is borders are open, everything's good to go, we're back to as normal as we can be. Yeah. We go to as many events as we can over over that period. If the border is closed, then obviously we're relegated to just Canada, so then we'll utilize, you mean, the same amount of time to possibly just span more of Canada. I would love to go to events in other provinces. We can go to Quebec um, there are tracks in, uh, Ontario. Um, but what I could see happening is possibly utilizing that time with, and that budget towards a different project is what would, I would like to do. Um, okay. but we'll see, we'll see. It just depends. That's, that's a plan C. Um, but like, what else do you do? Do you just, you just close up again for another season? That's the other option which would be plan D. So plan A, go to the States. Plan B, just drive as many events we can in Canada as long as there's events. Plan C, use that budget and time to create something cool. Plan D, just clean the cars up, put them on display, and wait another year. So that would be my list, I guess. I can't speak for the whole team, but... <laughs> this is uh, this next one is like more of like a question because I'm asking you because I want to know. But I think... okay other people might benefit from so like running from running your own business now right so in yeah obviously let's let's we'll put COVID aside um obviously it's made it more difficult but running your own business and keeping up with drifting or just you know i don't know i whatever it is you're, you're wanting to do i don't know if you're wanting to drift you want to shoot media full-time and make money off of that <laughs> Because you got to remember, your thing is like, yeah, I started this business so I can profit from it, so I can make more money and do my own thing on the side as well. So we'll talk about running your own business to begin with, which is a media. Um, what is it, actually? 
So I know you do uh, media of some sort. I just I just don't know the ins and outs of it. So yeah, running your own business uh, to do uh, X. So essentially, what it is that I do is um, create. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain. I maintain and and create social media for companies. So I either so with Enviato, uh, I go there once a month. Uh, do a whole bunch of photos. Usually we'll shoot a bunch of videos. Um, yeah, well, actually, it's been closer to once every two weeks and then create all their videos and stuff like that. And they that they pay me to do that, um, which is super cool because I get to take pictures of really cool cars, take make videos, um, run their social media, just make sure everything's working and there's posts going out constantly. Um, I do this similar. I do similar things, but obviously I can't travel to ECU master, but I ensure that they constantly have social media running Um like flyers, if there's promos and specials and stuff like that. And then I also work with their advertising on Google and Facebook and stuff like that. So, um, and then I do that same thing with like six other companies. So that's, that's what I do, uh, to various levels. So some of them, I just make a website and some of them, I, everything, if it's digital, then I take care of all of it. Okay. If it's online. It's me. So, so that's, that's what I range from. So now that we've got the base point of what you're doing X, right? You're doing X mm-hmm. to get, the why what is your why like what what is your end goal with this to be like okay i'm running this media for this company i'm producing this but what is the end goal at the end of the day like what do you want to do other than run this business so be a family man i get that yeah i like okay so i like to combine things like whenever i'm doing something if i'm going to get obsessed with something or do something i want it to benefit something else as well mm-hmm. um so not in this case so to speak yeah i if, if i'm gonna not on a gonna negative way not in a negative way no 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 but like yeah. if i'm gonna go balls deep onto something i need to make sure that like there's multiple reasons why i'm doing it um so for this it, it allows me to get access and do cool things like work with riley and and plan shoots and stuff like that and create videos and work close with these, these different brands and stuff like that, which also allows me to build my own relationships. So like, um, if I said to Enviato, like, Hey, I need a roll cage, put in my car, that's a great group of people I'm helping out. We can build content off it. I'd get a roll cage at a, at probably a fairly hefty discount. I would hope, um, you know what I mean? (laughs) But that's obviously not a conversation I've had with them, but anyways, um, oh, here we come from. Derek, Derek Saint needs a roll cage. Just hint, hint, if you're listening to this, don't, oh, don't worry. Um, that's going to segue <laughs> into our next topic. But right. yeah, so I, that's that's why that's part of the reason why I love to do what I do. So I would like to get to a point where I can I can reutilize that to then maybe develop a different business. Yeah, and then the next business onto the next business. So um, yeah, I just hired my first full time staff, which is super cool, and he's starting on his first project. I'm super excited about that. And my wife works part time for me, uh, doing other shit. And yeah, so my goal is just to make enough money that I don't really have to work if I don't want to. Yeah, mine's the same thing because so, I'm gonna have to pay this woman to like do shit during the day while I'm at work, mm-hmm. like to send shipments out and orders, like the yeah. fucking the, the the fucking the post just, post office clothes it's you just it's a lot of it's a lot of time and i think for anybody out there if you don't have a super supportive significant other oh yeah good luck good yeah. luck my wife is 
I hope she listens to this. She is fucking awesome. The shit she lets me do, the the money she lets me spend without question. Then, hey, I'm going to go disappear for three days to go do this shit. She's like, yep, go for it. Let me know. Call me every day. Talk to me and you're good to go. It's, it is nuts. Um, and if you don't have that, it is significantly harder to juggle all of the things that I juggle on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, there's a lot of value in having a solid relationship. Um, yeah. But my last topic is project cars, which you just brought up an RX-8 that you got. And I know what motor's going in it. So I would yeah. like you to go into a little bit more detail about that thing, because that's a bitchin' project. Um, yeah, so I have an RX-8 that I gutted, um, and then I bought a 4G63 for it, because... Like anything, any project I've had, it can't just be like a, hey, this is just a cool thing. It may still be easy, but or, like it's not going to be super difficult because it's not that hard of a swap because it's not size restriction wise. It fits perfectly. So as long as those measurements fit, everything else is kind of OK. Um, but yeah, um, right now it's sitting ready to be caged, uh, but it's actually at my buddy Randy's shop uh, who's going to be doing the cage for it. And um, that's more just because. I can trade work with him. I can do work for him and he'll do work for me. So he doesn't know that yet, but that's what's going to happen. Then I just need a transmission for it. And then kind of the rest of it's ready to go more or less. There's really not that much to do. So I can bolt the transmission up, lay it into the cradle, weld up some mounts, um, make a drive shaft. And then, you know, I mean, I know that they're they're obviously significantly more than that, but everything else is pretty much sorted at this point, um, I would say. So I know what I need. It's just a matter of once I get the time and a bit of budget to, to throw at it. Because realistically, right now, I just throw everything I make back in my own company. I might as well. And I can't drift. I, I, I'm, I'm either going to be so crazy busy. Um, I hope to get out a couple times this year, but we'll see. No, like just being sense. realistic, right? No, you're not wrong. Um, yeah. But like that's why like when I started this, like I'm, I'm not... I'm not quitting my fucking day job. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's the goal. For me, it right? it's not. No? No, because I got to pay for a house. So okay. I cannot not work a job and then hope that this business takes off just for me to make a few bucks a year. Um, yeah, okay, that's not... Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, long-term, though, like, do you always want to be working for somebody else? Like, it may not be this particular thing that allows you to pay for your bills, but, like... Would you see yourself working for yourself for a living? Uh, that's such a debate. That's something I, I've kind of like struggled with a little bit. Yeah. And I am waiting to figure that fuck out. So we will. F- I mean, it's not for, it's not for everybody. No, it's I, not. I, no, I dude, it's no. ridiculous. It's like, yeah. okay. So do, do I want to take this step into like only working for myself and like, Oh, you know, kind of guessing where the next paycheck's going to come from. What? <sighs> Yeah, it's tough. And then, the like, only... yeah. So, like, the, okay, okay. So, the good thing about COVID is, like, a lot of people were like, oh, I got this stimulus check. I'm going to throw it on car parts. So, the automotive industry is doing really well right now. It's, there's, like, the aftermarket, at least. Yeah. I've, I haven't heard a negative thing about COVID. They're like, oh, it got slow for like a two months. And it's like, it's been on fire since. I'm like, of course it has. And then uh, you hear about other people who, aren't doing so hot yeah so it's like shit like what do you do like do you, i mean i don't know it's, it's i don't know if it's something i would want to take on for sure 
and then kind of be like shit out of luck at the end of the day. I wouldn't, I would never tell anybody to go all in on an idea. You can go in all in on a proven process. So like if you start doing this, when it, when it gets to the point where you're doing your side hustle while you're at your day job, you know what I mean? Like if, if while you're at your day job, that's supposed to be paying your bills, you are also doing your day hustle. Like you're on the phone, you're sending emails, you're figuring out parts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You will at that point, it is getting very close as long as the amount of money you're, as long as your day job is preventing you from making more money. That's what I would say. Oh yeah. That's when, when you should start to think about making that job. Not before that in, yeah. in my mind. And that's right now, only my own I'm experience. nowhere near that. I'm bar- I'm still waiting on like back ordered parts to even have like the first finished product in front of me, mm-hmm. but everything else has been figured out. And like, I, I'm just debating on, okay, am I going to put the finished product on the car, which I am obviously. And am am I going to sell the product as like, Hey, built to order. Or am I going to invest more money and have the, the product ready to ship? Cause then there's that gamble. Um, okay. But you can, you can go with the exact same, model right when it gets to the point that building them is taking too long that is when you start thinking about making that next jump in in my mind unless you have the money to throw around in the beginning because if you do like see make make one or two like see where they go that's right? where i'm going right now go that's where i'm at yeah you can't yeah. you can, i i think it would be irresponsible to just be like this is definitely going to sell and go all in on it oh, if God, you don't no. have if you have if you have disposable income if you had 10 grand sitting in the bank and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go for it. Then maybe that's like me throwing a thousand dollars at an idea. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm like, at right now. So it, yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah. I've got a thousand dollars that we could probably use other places, but I'm going to go for it. If you're like, Hey, um, I can't even pay my credit card balance every month. Probably not a great idea to try and go out on your own. Yeah. Exactly. Throw that in there. So unless you can solve that problem first, I wouldn't recommend it. We're going to copy that. We're going to cross that bridge when we get there, unfortunately. Right now, I'm waiting for the product to get here so I can make it and then be like, okay, I hope this shit sells. Which I haven't even came up with like a definitive name or a final name for yet, which is the hardest. Are you able able to talk about what it is? Oh, it's... um, So right now, here's what I have. So the CTSV platform comes with very minimal things. Um, first and foremost, the company that was making the lower control arms for the rear for adjustables mm. uh, decided to no longer make them. So I'm making them from scratch. It's a completely different design, too. Okay. Because I wanted to make sure that I didn't copy anything that they were doing because I didn't want any type of issues, so to speak. Um, yeah. The the toe arm in the rear that I'm making is completely separate from what they were making, but I'm also utilizing... I also want it to be partially interchangeable with the rear lower control arm for the way, for the way this way to keep like production costs down, which I've already got, got done. Um, Lower control arms pretty much designed. I'm just waiting for the product to actually make it. A lot of, some stuff is on back order. Um, And then I have the dual caliper brackets that I'm going to be making. Um, there was a, somebody else who made them originally, but I don't know what the fuck happened. He decided to stop making them, um, just whatever. So I'm making a complete new setup. I used to run them. I sold them to do something else. 
I don't remember what it was, but I'm going to make a whole new design from scratch so it can actually work with a stock parking brake as well because the other product did not. Uh, and then last, well, oh, I actually already do make a throttle pedal relocation kit or relocation bracket rather where the Cadillac CTS between the brake pedal and the gas pedal, it's a real awkward movement. So if you're trying to like heel toe or just do your foot roll over to keep your your RPMs high, it's really weird. Like if any, mm. it's the heel toe is backwards. No, it's not. It's just, it's excessive. So you can't roll over your foot as opposed to do the heel toe. And I like, yeah. the, I like, I personally like the rollover and a lot of other people do apparently. So I made that. And then the CTSV only comes with aluminum mounts. So on the aluminum blocks on the LS, they have like, I don't know what to call it, but there's like the six bolt pattern, right? But okay. on all iron blocks, they have the four bolt pattern. So it's, you have, it's, I'd have to show you a picture in order for you to understand it. Um, but if you look at an aluminum block and a um, and an iron block, iron block, you'll notice that the four front bolts are only available on the iron block, but the aluminum block has the four front bolts and then it has two rears. And on okay. the CTSV, the stock mounts, they they utilize the two rears and the two fronts, not the center section. So okay. a lot of the CTS guys who want to build high horsepower cars, they normally go with the iron blocks so now right. what i'm utilizing is making a, a complete new motor mount with uh, like polyurethane inserts so you can bolt in a steel or an, an iron block there's another mm -hmm. company that makes um the motor mounts which is which are very popular um i don't personally run them but i decided to like not make it utilize those to just utilize the product I'm going to make. So it would, it wouldn't necessarily be a, that's what it put is. It's not a competitive product is a completely product, all, completely different product altogether. Yeah. Fair. Cause I didn't want to like step on their toes. Cause people are going to want to stay with the aluminum block. But if people go the route where they're like, Oh, I want to go with the iron block. Well, you only have, now you only have one option unless you decide to get custom made brackets. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like you're in the wrong at all on, on this. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. It sounds really cool. Though. Yeah, it's there's that. There's what is it? One, two, three, four, five products like so ready to do go. You a, do you have a website already up? Like, no, I haven't. I haven't even came with a name yet. That's my problem. Like Jesus I have this Christ. Dude, that's the hardest part. It's like, what do you pick? Like, I thought about, like, using my initials, but backwards, because, you know, J-A-H is really weird. So I thought about, like, Hodge Motorsports, but I was like, no, I don't really like that. And then, like, now it's just like, I had to come up with something a little bit, a little bit more creative. I don't know. How do you want the company to be represented? That's where I'm going at. It's like, I want... Do you want to, like, what do you, what do you want to be known for? Like, what... Uh, I'm not trying to be you? known for anything. I just want a product that's out there. Like, there's nothing that I'm trying to be known for. So okay, so it's it's like you you just want to offer up a solid, sturdy, you know, a competition to what's out there right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of weird. So it's like shit. Where am I at? So that that's where I'm currently at, and it's been like I've been trying to like 
wait for something you to could, come. You could utilize numbers. I could I could see that being like a number company, like the name utilizing numbers. Like yeah, four eight five, four eight five fab or something like that. Yeah, that'll work too. But it's not even like a fab company because it's going to be completely. There won't just be this car. Like there will be. Yes, this this is the car I'm starting with, but I also want it to be. I kind of want to make products for for cars that can be utilized in drifting. Um, but I also need people who drag race these cars to be able to u- utilize it as well. So I was thinking about yeah, making... drag racing is still massive. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like a lot of the, uh, the dragging drag racing guys who are still on the CTSV who want, um, you know, to be able to make adjustments here and there for their rear suspension, if they're staying RRS, and then, but also, what about the guys who are going there, which there are, it's not many, but the guys are going like full on, um, like real big camber in the rear and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I got so you. So like my arm, the way I designed it was to, not only was I able to get, because I'm real low and I run a negative camber in the rear, right? which is what negative, no, positive, five degrees, 0.5 degrees. And I was maxed out on my, the control arms that were made. So I actually ended up having to pull out a lock nut Mm. to make up for the room. That's scary. Yeah, it was. (laughs) That's why. So I pulled out a locking nut and I was able to get to the settings I wanted, even with the, even with the tow rods that I had um, on each, I had to pull out a locking nut on each. So it basically, the way I've set it up was, to have to have it short enough with both lock nuts in, but then I'm able to still extend it even longer than the product already had been able to go. So if somebody wants to do like a real big camber, like on a negative yeah. side, for the guys who are into that, um, they can still do that with this product. But the guys who are trying to achieve the settings I'm at, being as low as I am, uh, they're still able to achieve those as well. What are the what are the specs on your car? How many how much horsepower is it? I don't know, like four hundred. Hang on, I gotta stand up. <laughs> Sorry, I got a weird cramp. God damn it. Um. Okay, so your four hundred horse. How many? Do you know how many pounds? The weight. Yeah, not not a boost. Oh, this is like uh, like um. So last year was at thirty one hundred without driver, and I'm thinking that I've removed a lot of weight. But I've also added some in the front a little bit, so okay. it might be the what, same. What tires are you running, the Kendas? Right now, yes. K twenty A's. Yep. Okay. At at two sixty five. Two fifty five and at like twelve pounds. Two fifty five. Right. Okay, twelve pounds. And then what's your what was your camber? Just negative negative five. It was positive point five. Oh, positive five. Okay, I thought you said negative five. I'm like, this is not. No, 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 no. I'm like, I was going to be like, hey, I can't even um, get that in the front. Try. I was like, you should try and do that. Anyways. Um, no, I can't even yeah, get that okay, in the front. Okay, so positive. Okay. What, it, what do you, what, like, what's the main driving issue with the car right now? Uh, just me getting seat time. Um, okay, but like so, the car is not ripping up or anything weird? No, but the, the first, the first time I took it out, I was able to get like <sighs> negative one camber out, like point one, whatever it is. 
Um, out of curiosity, why not? Why not just set it up really loose and just feel the car out and feel how it moves before it, like trying to add grip into it. Like, driving style. The tires. Driving style. So my thing is, I, is like, okay, floor it, enter the corner in full throttle. So that which is different for other people. I get that. Yeah. Um, but that's just how I drive. There's a granite. A lot of people will say like, oh, you should change the way you drive. Maybe. But there's also you can change your car setup to adapt to the way you drive. So that is how I drive where it's full throttle and I need the car to grip up. I basically need the car to grip up enough so I can know like, oh, shit, I need to kick the clutch here because I'm gripping up too much to keep it, keep my tire to keep it up in the RPMs. That's how I drive. I've figured that out part. I figured that part out. Um, but I've also seen and people like, go out there and do the opposite where they have too so much grip like, in the car and they don't know how to like full throttle or click, kick the clutch. Okay. So when you're, when you're running, like when you're running in, in drift, you're full throttle the entire time. Yes. Okay. And, and you have the car set up currently so that it maintains like a, a pretty decent level of drift. Correct. At full throttle the whole time. Yep. What do you do if you have to catch up a dr- on a driver? Sh- go shallow. You get- okay, so that's that's the problem. It is, is but if, I'm, if you, I'm crossing you, that bridge when I get there. Right now, I'm working on seat time. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I understand that. But why not set your car up and learn how to drive the car? at that point we'll see that's the thing you know how to utilize that tool uh, i see where you're coming from but then there's this like fact like okay you should learn how to drive the car at your comfort level and then fine-tune that so what what you're saying is learn to do that after the fact that i learned how to learn how to drive it the way i'd like to i like i I gotta be good at i gotta be good at one thing first before i can fine-tune something yeah i'm also at the goal of like I don't know. I, it, okay. For, okay. For example, like my kids, like they're, they're both in, there are two of them are in French immersion. So like they, at school, they speak French only. And I'm like, well, look, if we're going to teach them how to read, why not just teach them in French? Because why not? Like if it's a problem, then we'll pull them out of it. Like if they can't handle it or if we can't handle it, cause it's fucking tough not speaking French at home yeah. and all they speak is French uh, at school. But anyways, um, but that's that's kind of my thought process on those. Like they have to learn how to read. So I'm going to teach them both at the same time because they don't know any different. So like if you learn how to drift your car where you're at a good level of drift mid throttle, yes, that requires more skill in the throttle. You can't just smash it and go. But the upside with that is that you, that's how you're learning how to drift. So you'll always know how to drift like that. So if you need to catch up on a guy, you can. And if you need to shallow up on a guy, you still have room to go. Because like I know some guys that build their drift cars to like they'll throw it in six and just like be at quarter throttle the whole time. And I'm like, okay, well if a guy slows up, then you're gonna have a problem. Right. Mm. They'll, they'll have like, or wouldn't be six, probably be fifth, but they're going to have cars like tires are way overinflated and shit like that because that's, it's just fun for them that way. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I would say realistically your best bet is to like try and set the car up that like mid throttle, mid to high throttle, you are keeping up with your competitor, whoever they are. And and part of that is setting your car up for the competitor you're going after. Um, now you can do that with just horsepower as well. Mm-hmm. If you're on something like a turbo Agreed. system, you can just say boost. But right now I've skipped so many steps to try to do so many things to like get into yeah. pro-am. So like right now it's like, okay, knowing how I am, I need to learn how to do one thing and understand it. 
before I start meddling with other things, which is like I what guess. you said is to like, okay, why are you going out there so high? Well, that's just, that is naturally how I'm going to drive. Um, so right now it's like, okay, go out there, learn how to drive at this full throttle, full angle limit. Yeah. And then fine tune that from there. Like once you figure that out and it, it may be wrong to a certain extent, as far as I like, I disagree with you. I yeah. just, I think that you should be able to explain your reasoning to have that opinion. Like if you're like, that's why I'm going to do it. And you have a reason. That's cool. That's great. That's yeah. a good decision. Then if you just go, I don't know, I just always did it that way. Well then don't fucking do it that way. Cause you don't have a reason to do it that way. Oh no, no, no. Mine is, the mine is very <laughs> much because I know how I drive and I, I know no, that okay. I have like a heavy foot. Like I'm going to do that. But I want to I want to be able to get that down and then dial it back as far as um, like pedaling it a little bit, because when you're driving, like when I'm driving, my adrenaline's going like it doesn't matter if it's just a competition event or just a grassroots event. Like if I'm in the seat, like I'm ready to go and I want to mm -hmm. be able to figure that out in that ready to go moment and then kind of tone that down too. Uh, which I hope it doesn't bite me in the ass in the long run. Can you can you set your rev limiter with your ECU setup? Yeah. Okay, so this is something that like I don't think a lot of people realize is like a lot of drivers in various levels of competition will set their car up that like on qualifying, they know exactly how many RPM they need to be at and just set their red line for it. I would say James Dean and Piotr Vincek were, were two guys that did that pretty constantly. Hang on one second. Like, qualifying yeah. rev limiter. I gotta pee again. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, 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 All right. sorry. It's All right. so okay, bad. I'll go, too. We'll take All a right. hiatus. I'm going to go, too. All right. You're just going at it with those old fashions. Uh, I drink a lot. Oh, fair enough. I smoke a lot, so fair. You know, it's neat. Struggling with it right now. Then just don't drink as much. Y yeah. Just don't smoke as much. Okay. Keep telling yourself that. I, go, <laughs> I, man, I seriously, I go, through, I go through spells all the time. Do you? I don't know. I just... Yeah, uh, I, just take, I, I just get, I just, I don't allow it in the house. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to look at it. So, yeah, that's fair. Don't give yourself access. I know it's super easy just to say, but if you if you cut off all access to it, then you have no way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, normally, my thing is just make sure I spend all my money on car parts, so I don't have money to spend on booze. That also, that also can work. Um, what were we talking about? Um, I wrote it down. Qualifying rev limiter. Oh, James um, and Piotr. Yeah. People. Yeah. If, if, if you know, like, okay, this, if you have an ECU and you track your data, which you should be, if you're competitive drifting, that's Correct. what you want to do. You should be tracking your data, find out where your mm -hmm. highest RPM was at, or what zone was perfect at what RPM and set the rev limiter a little bit higher than that. As long as you don't go over that rev limiter anywhere else in the run. And then you can use the rev limiter to stay at that, exact set line or angle or whatever at the wall. And then if, if that rev limiter, you know, if that rev limiter seems like too low, then take some grip out of the car. And if the rev limiter seems too high, take out some grip. I like and that idea. By, by taking out grip, it's, it's such a, I, I hate when, I almost hate when people say, it cause it's like, what is, what does that mean? How does one remove grip? It's like, well, ensure there is less spot of the tire touching the pavement. There are multiple ways to go about doing that, depending on how much time you have and how that may affect other things. Yeah. Yeah. You should always fine tune with tire pressure because it's, it's much more controllable. 
and you can make rapid changes. So in my yeah. mind, you should set the car up with a couple of PSI to spare front and back, unless you know you're going against some really fast competition and you're under horsepower. But you need to set your car up in relation to the competition that you're in. Yeah. So but, uh, I, think, I think there's a lot of pro-am guys that grip their cars up too much because they think that's what they have to do and they fucking break everything. And it's like, no, you don't need to be doing 100 miles an hour into this corner. You do in pro too, maybe, and definitely in pro, but right now you don't, and you're just breaking your shit. Yeah. So stop. But a lot of guys <laughs> will overbuild their stuff and be like, they'll show up to like with a dog box and a quick change. Um, Which could, I mean, if you, if you have the means to do so, fucking go for it. But yeah, yeah, understand agreed. what you've built. You built a time bomb. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm barely <laughs> like at like 400 wheel. And it's got a cool intake sticking out the hood but that's about it i i feel like with drifting in particular and most engines the moment you go over 300 horsepower and even in some to some extent you know two j's once you break that three let's say 350 once you break 350 horsepower shit gets really complicated because that's that's when everything starts to break really that's that's different yeah yeah think about it every car at name how many cars do you know of that are less than 350 horsepower or sorry, how, how it's a better way of putting this. Once you, okay, do you not find that when people hit 350 horsepower or that area, that's when you start getting into better differentials, better transmissions, better drive shafts, better axles. You know what I mean? Very rarely is somebody running over 350 with stock trans, stock drive shafts, stock axles, and stock diff because they start braking. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe it's a different scene over there because over here, that's all they got. It, well, people are going to break axles no matter what, because you got to remember, like most of these dudes will call them 240s for the most part or, yeah, you know, uh, BMW stuff. A lot of them are running the stock rear end with stock axles. OK, but how much how many horsepower? Are they but a lot a lot of them are everyone here is like running like 400 horsepower minimum. Are they actually running 400 horsepower? Or do they think they're running 400 horsepower? No, I think I'm the only one who hasn't had their car dyno to actually back up that 400 horsepower number I gave you. All right, fair enough. So <laughs> fair I will enough. say that because everyone else is like, oh, I went to the dyno today. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But a lot of these dudes are like, it seems to be like right now, Prime seems to be shifting into this like 600 horsepower range that everyone thinks they need. But then we yeah. have like, okay, John Schaefer, who just licensed at 380 with he's this yeah. dude's got like a T56 a 5.3 in a stock rear diff which he blew coincidentally yesterday or today mm -hmm. um in a 240 right but then this guy can drive his ass off and you know his car set up really well to keep up with these you know 4 or 500 horsepower cars um but, but so he doesn't he got, have like the biggest budget huh? huh but he got his license to go pro too exactly but he, drives, he will have a difficult time competing with 380 Oh, no, no, no. He's, he has no plans on taking that car to Pro 2. I mean, not okay, that so engine that, package, rather. I was going to say, so here's here's the question. Do you build a new car, or do you take the one you already have and make sure it's ready for Pro 2? Well, there's that, and then there's like, okay, I can add a, another 100 horsepower to this. The reason I say that is because, like, Dylan Hughes and Travis Reeder, if I'm not mistaken, those guys were, like, at 500 Willow. <gasps> 500 in pro two yes yeah i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised at that 
Yeah, for an NALS that's just like off the shelf stuff, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Like they I weren't. I do believe they both had. I do believe they both had quick change rear ends though. And yes, but I'm just saying. Like, well, it, well, I've actually heard a rumor about quick change stuff that it does kind of like reduce power significantly. It, it does. Yes. Okay. That's not a rumor. That's 100 percent true. Yeah. yeah so they, that's what they, I'm saying. They suck a lot of. So you're you're trading horsepower for the convenience of having whatever gearing you want. Correct. Which is, in my mind, is just everything's not about horsepower per se yeah it's about so, setup yeah exactly so it's like you can you can have significantly less horsepower with a better setup and if you have to stick to one differential that means you're changing all of your suspension shit to try and dial in that amount of grip and you'll never change the wheel speed yeah but but what i'm saying is what i'm getting to is like over the past five years since i've been into drifting yeah almost six now a lot has changed, but at the same time, not much has changed. A lot has yeah. changed in the fact that more people have um, dog boxes and quick changes now. But what hasn't changed is that people have dog walk, dog boxes and, and quick changes. Yeah, fair enough. That that's the best way to put it. And people have angle kits. Obviously, there's been there's been new angle kits that have came to market, like for the Corvette. Um, yeah, FDF well, shit's crazy. Or the E46 that wasn't really available in 2015. It was only what like Wise Fab and SLR. Now there's RTS has his own kit. There's and and FDF. what I think people forget. What people forget is like the reason why those kits come out is because guys get to levels of competition and develop them, right? Mm-hmm. Like Wise Fab's like, hey, you know, we don't have a kit for this car, so we'll we'll give you kits to test out. But that's the trade-off. You're going to get free kits, but it's gonna. We don't know how it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You tell us. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then again, like my last guest, Nate Hauk, I think this this episode is going to release first because this one may not have so much editing to deal yeah. with. Um, but he even gets into that. Nate Nate Hauk. I don't know if you know him uh, from Bink Industries. He's the uh, one that does the correction on the V1 kit for one okay. step on a on a T40. If I'm not mistaken, he's pretty much the reason that WiseFab has a version two kit. Oh, probably. It, yeah, yeah, it happens. That's what I'm saying. I so. don't. I don't disagree with that. Like, if a company makes a mistake and someone's able to fill that void, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, those are those are just like little things. Um, but forgot where I was going with this. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about angle kits and parts. Anyways, people make parts. Uh, drifting hasn't changed too much in the past few years, but more options no. are available now. Uh, yeah, 100%. as opposed to like everyone doing like a three-way coilover setup, you know that maybe only one or two companies made. Now they all have them. Mm-hmm. If they didn't all have them before, um, there's definitely a lot. There's a lot more options, and as cars get developed more and more, we're just going to see them. Which is going to be interesting to see, like what. Yeah, the and next then the quick chain thing. Yeah, the, well, the quick chain thing and the quick change thing and the um, the dog box thing has become really well accepted. But but now I think the only involvement I've really seen between the dog box is now the sequential. A lot of yeah, a lot more people are running sequential, and it's it seems to be one of three. It's it's uh, Samsonas, it's mm-hmm. the uh, RHS or RTS. Yep. And then it's the, I can't remember the other name. Um, 
something with an H, and I can't freaking remember it. But I know Hollinger six speed. It might be uh, whatever. Kyle Mohan and um, I'm pretty sure it's a Hollinger. And Aaron Parker are running. The pro am driver, Aaron Parker. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that guy. So it's not. It's not yeah, too Hollinger. much that's been changed. But it is enough. No, I think I think our next thing is going to be safety. We're going to see more safety stuff move down. Um, Which it already these has cars been. are getting ridiculous. Yeah, I, th- I everybody who's bitching about anybody who's been bitching about having to buy a Halo, I I don't have time for. Yeah, like, don't don't. It's two hundred and fifty bucks for a cheap one that'll get you past tech. Like don't don't worry yeah. about the two fifty. Like that's think about Is how that, much money yeah. you're spending and how much. It's gonna see how much it's gonna cost. How much? How much money is it gonna cost you if you get into an accident, and become a paraplegic? How much money is that gonna cost you? Yeah. Guarantee it's more than two hundred fifty dollars. Yep. For the rest so, of your life. Oh, and now you yeah. don't have an income because you probably don't. You're not probably not able to work your job anymore. And you guys have to pay medical bills, and that seems scary to me. That's a whole other subject, man. <laughs> whole yeah. other subject. I can go to the I hospital gotta, and get my. Feeling, I gotta pay X amount checked. of taxes, but I can't get free fucking healthcare. Whatever. I, I can go to the I can go to the hospital and get my feelings checked for free. <laughs> uh, I mean, you yeah. can get it here if you want like debt, but yeah, just gonna send you right. a bill later. They so have yeah, like the bill me later option. I wouldn't even want to see it. You, that's got to be the worst feeling ever. Like you just got o- got over a life altering situation and they hand you a fucking bill. I'd be like, fuck off. I'd be so mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. why couldn't you just mail it to my house? So, like, once I get home, at least then I can have a f- public meltdown. Like a month later. Yeah. Like after Surprise, I go through processing, not when I leave my house. Yeah. Oh man, holy shit! How long have we been doing this for? Too long. Maybe close to three hours. Yeah, we're over. Are we? Including my pee breaks. I started recording two and a half hours ago. Nice. That's yeah. not bad. No, it is well, not. Is there anything? Anything else you want to cover on your there list? There isn't, sir. There is not. That and I am tired. I know you're tired because it's 12 there, almost. At 12.44. That's almost one. Shit. My, my and I got to get up. up and teach my kids because they're homeschooled again. Fucking yay. Oh, my kid's off till the 9th. No. The whatever. The 11th. I don't know. Yeah, I it's don't know. Monday. They're telling us that they'll be off till the to the eleventh, but uh, there's no way it's going to be way later. Clearly, all right, yeah. man. Thank cool. you, sir, for uh, coming on. How can people reach you and all of your other awesome content that you offer? Yeah, um, if you like all the car stuff, check out Pissnet Productions. Uh, just don't expect an update anytime reasonably soon. But there's a lot of cool stuff back there. Um, if you want to see more about what I do for a living. And the car stuff and me going on video shoots and working with FPV drone pilots and stuff, because that was fun. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, which is just Jacob Gettens on YouTube. And if you want any digital marketing, ZZX Digital is the name of the company. So it's my kids' initials, ZZ and X. Nice. Hey. So there you go. Use that for a company name. Not mine, not my kids, but like. Yeah, me and my kid. son have the same initials. That was the hard part. Ooh, I thought okay. about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, I gave you this option, kid. Um, 
Speaking of your YouTube real quick, your personal one, uh, you yeah. just made a video, which I don't fucking watch YouTube videos, which I've made very clear on this podcast. Um, the one you talked about recently, the one you shared with me about like creating your own business, like granted, that's what sparked this whole conversation for us to even do this episode. Yeah. Um, I think people should really go check that out. Um, reason being, that. if you plan on starting your own business, even if it's, what, I don't know, just, we'll just call it starting your own business or even thinking about it. it it's, 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 it's very I, informative. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a real talk. And like it's, it's very, it's a conversation. It's yeah. very engaging. It, the, the way you went about it, it's, I think it's really cool for you to like going around doing, what is it? Like some task you had, I think it was changing a spare tire. It's changing, but you were changing, like, I was putting on winners. Yeah, but at that time you were like, "Oh wait, well this is where I'm recording, but I'm still doing something else I have to do," while yeah. I'm making a video for this business. Or it was fun. It was a it was a multitasking thing, and it was like that's that's pretty much what it is. Like you're never not and working. That's that was kind of the idea. It yeah. was like it's to show like, oh, cool, like I gotta I'm change working, this spare but tire, but you know what else I have to do? I I gotta I make still money. Have to make this video. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I was, I'm, gl- I'm glad you caught it. I'm glad you understood it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was it was fun to make. I might do another one because I really enjoyed making that. Um, I've been making TikToks lately, and that's uh, been actually quite many? fun. Thirty, uh, but I work in digital marketing, so I need I to know the TikTok. I just wanted to give you your answer. <laughs> I know. I, I, hey, man, I got like, this for I got forty four. I got forty four followers. Sick. So, Jacko thirteen thirteen thirteen. If anybody is on TikTok. Um, a lot of it's just rehashed shit that I had on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. So yeah, I bet. maybe you'll see those stop. That's the stop motion skateboard videos on there. I don't know if you can see it. I could like, I don't know if it'll focus. It probably won't. I see it. I see it. Kind but of. no one, no one else is watching focus. this. So don't worry. No. All right. Anyways, you have to go on TikTok, people. Right. Um. Yeah, man. I think that's it. That's it for me, at least. But already, man. Are we are we gonna do our secret private talk now? Yes. Or I can gonna, I can tell you all the things. Like, all right. Yeah. So stop stop yeah. recording right now. Two seconds. You all sir, right. have a good night. All right, have a good one. <laughs>